Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game with Love, a place for all games and all people. I am Chase McEwen, joined here by Kai Arnsdorf, Ty Yo. Greenall. That's me. And we are here doing our official Game Awards uh, debate. So we've come up with our own categories for the year. Um, we've all covered uh, quite the variety of games, and we're going to, you know, see how this goes, see what we uh, what we choose. Uh, we thought we'd start with just a quick list of the games we didn't get to but wanted to. Uh, so Chicory, none of us got a chance to get to. Eastward, Toem, Shimigami Tensei Five, Overboard, Psychonauts 2, which is definitely one of the bigger ones, Ender Lilies, Everhood, Subnautica Below Zero, Little Nightmares 2, and Kana. Other than that, we pretty much got to all the games we wanted to. There might be a couple smaller ones in there that uh, we're missing, but... Um, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Um, our first category of this evening, we're going to break this up into two parts. Um, the first part will be pretty spoiler light. There might be some character or like moments that are sort of spoiled, but definitely not, uh, to the full extent where we'll go into that into part two. Part two is going to cover like best moment and, uh, game of the year where we're going to get into like you know a lot more conclusive spoilers but uh just be and wary of any games we talk about here that they might have s small spoilers for them at the very least we will include a list of all the games we spoil in the description yeah, well, hopefully yes. we'll be able to timestamp them as well but at the very least in the episode description uh but yeah we're gonna start uh today with best character um we've all thrown in our best characters of the year. Uh, we're going to go down the list quickly and just tell you the noms. And then after that, we're going to start from the top and kind of go through the ones we want to keep quickly and the ones we want to get rid of until we get to the point where we want to actually talk about talk about them and, and keep them on the list. So uh, best character. long list. So should we <laughs> alternate on our way down? What do you mean? Just alternate voices? Uh, I don't know. I'll just read it all off. It'll be all right. quick. And then once we start from the top, we'll uh, we'll each get a chance to talk about each one. But Shoot for the stars. Best character. We have Lady Demetresu from Resident Evil 8, the Duke from Resident Evil 8, Leshy from Inscription, PO3 from Inscription, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, Howard Loader from Backbone, Lightman from The Artful Escape, Moon Baboon from It Takes Two, Cutie, the elephant from It Takes Two. Dr. Hakeem from It Takes Two. Uh, Lionel Nakamura from Narita Boy. Juliana from Deathloop. Colt from Deathloop. Chloe from Before Your Eyes. Ferryman from Before Your Eyes. Nagayuki from Guilty Gear Strive. The Grey Crow from Death's Door. Pothead from Death's Door. Jefferson from Death's Door. The main character from Unpacking. Uh, lefty, Midi, and Righty from Spookware. The Aliens from Echoes of the Eye, and Brewster from Animal Crossing. And so, when you missed Galerius from the oh, Forgotten City. Oh, I missed Galerius. Galerius from the Forgotten City, of course. How could I forget about our boy? Uh, so <clears> we're going to start from himself. the top here. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll... Uh, hold on. Give me one sec here. Get best character going. So we're going to start with uh, Lady D. We'll each just you know give a quick opinion on if we want to keep or not and um boom what do you guys think about lady d 
Well, this is an obvious keep. She won uh, the actual Game Award for Best Performance this year. Uh, she's also a gigantic meme across everywhere on the internet because she's a 10-foot-tall vampire. And Maggie Robertson's performance is wonderful. So obvious keep for me. Kai? Mm-hmm. I, w- I would have to agree with Ty. In fact, like when the only flaw I have with the character is that like I wish there was more of them... <clears throat> then that's a pretty good yeah character. i mean i'm i absolutely agree with that like i just wish there was more uh it's moments decided she's kept yep. lady d is kept so the next uh character we have is the duke also from uh from resident evil 8 what do we all think of the duke this this would be my personal uh keep over lady d um i i I really enjoy the duke's character like at first like you don't really like trust him he's just this weird fat dude that's kind of just selling you stuff in the middle of this village where everyone's trying to kill you so you're kind of down and cooks you a nice meal yeah but yeah like by the end of the game it's just like yeah no he's just straight up your bro yeah he's a very good shopkeeper i i vote to keep as well for now Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a hot take from me, but yeah, I agree with Kai. I would rather cool. have the Duke on this list than Lady D. Cool. Okay, well, yeah, we'll keep for now then. Uh, let's move on to Leshy from Inscription. Keep or buy? Ty. I'm just, all I say is keep. Yeah, I'm going to keep, I say keep for Inscription as well. Um, For Leshy, I mean. Kai? Yeah, I'll say keep. Okay. Uh, We move on to PO3, which is a character... Kai hasn't really been introduced to. I I I don't know. This is actually tough. This is tougher than I thought. I might say keep. Ty, what do you think? Starting off with some strong characters here. It's hard to get right. rid of them. I'm, you know, the, the really tricky part about talking about this character is not spoiling anything about him. But um, I think uh, if it's between the two of them, I would rather keep Leshy on the list. So I vote to strike P.O. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I want to. Yeah, I Po three is also a very good character with a lot of depth, but I think Leshy is more interesting. So I, I'm I'm with you for we can take uh, Po three as the first one off the list. Um, Great. Next up, we had to start somewhere. Yeah. Next up, we got Galerius from the Forgotten City. Ty. Mr. Clean himself. This guy is uh, uh, such a meme. Um, For anyone who hasn't played the game, Galerius is basically your uh, slave that stops you from having to um, redo parts of the game you've already played. He's not literally a slave, but you just basically show up and tell him exactly what he needs to do, and he goes and redoes all the parts of the game you've already played for you. So, So here's the thing. I have him also in Best Mechanic, which I think is more hit more where he belongs because mechanically that whole yeah. thing works a lot better but as a character he's 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 like a cool he's a nice guy cool guy yeah he's pretty much just a nice guy he doesn't guy. have he's... a lot of depth to him you know yeah so i agree with that so I, I, would I would vote for striking yeah i agree with that vote for to vote to strike but i vote to, to keep him in the other category yeah yeah so we'll take care of galerius <laughs> for now this sounds like a strike so yeah Next up, we have Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this one is all Kai, as me and Ty haven't played it. But do you, yeah, would you like to keep Drax? I, I think Drax is worthy of a keep. Yeah, you um, want to fight for him for later on the list? Yeah. Um, his, uh, his dialogue tends to just be, <laughs> like, the best in that game, whether it be stuff that makes you laugh um, or stuff that makes you feel for him. Um, they really get across Drax's personality 
really well in the game. Uh, I like him actually more than the movie version, which cool, I didn't think I would say because I, I I love the movie version of the character, but I think uh, I think the game version is just uh, really a step up because they actually focus more on Drax's personal inner conflict much more than most of the popular Guardians media does. Um, yeah. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was he was fun in the movie, but he didn't have a lot of like personal growth. You know, it was more. Yeah, about... like there there was that there was that one moment in the second movie where like Mantis feels just like what his inner pain is, mm-hmm. and the game very much decides to explore much more about that and do much more about that. Cool. Um, well, yeah, I'm fine with keeping him, keeping him for now. Um. So we'll move on to my pick, which is, where are you? Howard Loader from Backbone. Uh, the best image I could get. Sorry, everyone. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to vote to get rid of him. I just wanted to quickly mention him because he, he is a good detective. He's just like or a good character. He's, yeah, uh, a PI who kind of gets, uh, bites off a little more than he can chew in the scenario he is in in the game and um he's got a lot of really good quippy lines but uh outside of that he's not explored too deeply um i feel like the strong point of that game is the story and the visuals whereas you know he he's interesting but not enough to hang with some of these these other nominees so i will take him off the list but just wanted to give him his due gotta say his design is spectacular yeah his design is amazing and <laughs> there, there are a lot of good lines lines for him but um the furthest they really go is his lines he's not uh he's not super in-depth but good character um next up Lightman from uh the artful escape uh yeah great design character um interesting narrative he's kind of a artist past his prime who's trying to hang on to those like formative years uh which is a you know a, just a a really good baseline for for a character he's not the main character in the game but um he's definitely the one i connected with the most um <clears throat> and uh, i just found his storyline interesting but again I, I i would take this as a strike he's not really the focal point in the game he's a, a side character he gets a decent amount of screen time but i just liked uh the direction they they took him and being you know trying to ba- essentially relive the youth that the character is currently going through and relive the glory days. But, uh, um, but yeah, I will, I will strike him as well, but good character. Moving on to some <laughs> meme Baboon. picks. Moon We've Baboon. got moon baboon from it takes two. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Does anyone have anything to say about moon baboon? Kai? I, I mean, he is a moon baboon. He is He's a baboon a, from the moon. He is a baboon that loves That's all to he needs to, to be, and, to be such a good character. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I like how he's kind of trying to protect Rose's innocence of sorts, because, like, uh, they're, they're trying to, like, at that point in the game, they're trying to get uh, tears from her, right? Yeah, that part out. is really fucked up. They're trying yeah. to force their own daughter to cry, yeah. so naturally they get stopped by their daughter's favorite yeah to to be completely honest with you if any character is gonna make it for it takes two i honestly think it's moon baboon i think moon baboon is the most interesting character out of all of them but i don't know what (laughs) you guys think uh because like the only other one that i would put possibly as a nomination myself would be cutie the elephant but cutie elephant's just a meme 
Like, there's no actual depth there. Whereas <laughs> yeah, Moon Lagoon actually has, like, I don't know, a little I, bit I more. Guess, I guess, like, what goes on with Cutie the Elephant has more of the symbolism in what's going on in the story. That's true. Loss uh, of Innocence, you mean? Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, um, uh, that, that's but Moon Lagoon fulfills that category, too. I, so. I honestly don't think any of them hang, but. Like, do you guys want to keep Moon Boo Boom for now, or do you think it's not going to make? I want to strike it. Yeah, I would strike it. Yeah, yeah. for as Worth... fun as Moon Boo Boom is, yeah. not uh, like a the Duke no. level character. Yeah, uh, yeah, but worth talking about. So I'm glad we at least talked about him a bit. And yeah, then we'll move on to uh, Cutie the Elephant, who Kai already kind of mentioned. But do you want to like talk about it a little bit? Wait, wait, wait! Is Cutie the Elephant in there? What do you mean? Uh, Oh, oh, we're putting it. It wasn't on. It was on the list. list. Oh, it's on. Yeah, it is. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about it, Kai. Uh, yeah, no, I really love the like Ty. Have you gone the cutie the elephant scene yet in Uh, Takes Two? No, they're at the castle, right? That's where Mm -hmm. me and Caleb were just. Yeah, so that's like right at the end of the castle. So like you're almost at the cutie the elephant stuff, and yeah, like if the scene with cutie the elephant doesn't make you feel like absolutely fucking trash, I, I. I, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like that that's that scene actually almost got me to fucking cry. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. It's a combination between funny though and I don't know. I, it, I don't know. I, mean, sh- I just I just found Cutie the Elephant so cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like and, who, and, like, who and like I got I got really attached to Cutie the <laughs> Elephant like re- like two lines of dialogue and then you just have this Gone. horrible thing happen to yeah. Cutie the Elephant and you just feel like absolute trash by the end of the scene. So like I think it's my personal favorite scene in the game. Yeah. Um, it, it's pretty it's pretty out there compared to the rest mm-hmm. of the game. But again, I think it's like it, it's worth mentioning as uh a small bit, but in terms of a it, full it rounded character, yeah. yeah, it's worth a strike. So let's get rid of cutie. And but then... I did just want to talk about cutie scene because yeah. cutie scene is amazing. It so. is. Uh, then we have Doctor Hakim. <laughs> uh, Fucking strike! Get rid of <laughs> big him. Strike. Yeah, I don't even know why uh, he's nominated. He's horrible. But that's he's I don't know. Terrible. He's <laughs> yeah. I I do not like him either. He's annoying. Like. By the he end never of has anything the la- insightful to say. No, well, the last couple of scenes of the game, you're just like, fuck this guy again. Like, <laughs> not. I was feeling that from the start. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd i say he has, I'd say there's a, there's maybe two or three lines from him I chuckled at. But it, it's also important to note that we nominated three side characters from this game and not the main characters because the main characters are both just not worth it. Like- they're both just assholes. Assholes. Really? They both, they both suck. It. They just yeah, they're get both a divorce. Assholes. Like honestly, I was cheering for them to get a divorce yeah. the whole time. Um, but yeah, let's strike Dr. Hakeem. Not worthy of keeping. Uh, and then this one is a Thai nomination. Uh, yeah. Lionel Nakamura from Narita Boy. So I think neither of you have played any Narita Boy, correct? No. Nope. All right. So I'm going to be pretty spoiler light, but um, Narita Boy is a Tron-like experience. If you guys, I'm sure you've both seen the movie Tron. I know that for a fact. So, um, and Lionel Nakamura is the creator of both the machine that the game is running on the the console and the game itself. And throughout the game, hidden with like around the world, but they are like key objectives. Uh, you need them to beat the game, but hidden throughout the world, there are these like moments from his life that he coded into the game in like video form and you get to walk through them and 
yeah, it's without spoiling too much about what's going on. Like you get to see this man's entire life basically. And the course that he takes and it is uh, just a wonderful journey. I vote keep, but you, you guys haven't played it. So yeah, yeah I, no, I mean, keep. that's fine. If you want to keep, we'll, we'll keep for now. Great. Um, and then we are on to Juliana from Deathloop. Uh, Kyle, we'll start with you. Me and you both played this game. What do yeah, you think of Juliana? Um, here, here's the thing. Like, Juliana as an individual character, or Colt as an individual character, I don't think they're, like, anywhere near as strong uh, without yeah. having the other. Agreed. I was literally um, going to bring up the same point. They they are they are necessary. They work as a tandem. They They, I don't know. Their whole character is basically based on repartee between each other. There's not a lot of uh... obviously yeah, the there's a little more going on than that, but but the the reason you like these two is because of the banter they have between each other. So which admittedly is really solid. It is. Like, it's very good. Like there are, there are many interactions between the two. I have a big dumb smile on my face mm-hmm. or I laugh after. Uh, they just have a really good chemistry together. But yeah, the, yeah. but if I if I'm gonna put them up as like best characters, I feel like they kind of have to be like best characters, just kind of on their own, like a, like as a duo. Like like if they were nominated as a duo, I would say keep. But like individually, uh, I think they're strikes. Yeah, I, I I think they're strikes. I think they're worthy of talking about. But again, we can we can probably strike Colt after this as well. But uh, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, they, their their banter is great. Uh, I I would say as a character, Juliana probably has the upper hand. She just like seems to be in control of Colt the whole time. Like always has the upper hand in in dialogue and in and in scenarios, and uh, it's really great. And she's like loving it. Like you can tell she's just having a ton of fun being being in the know while Colt isn't. Yeah, um, it it is fun to have Colt like not think he's an asshole, and then like as the game goes on, it's yeah. just revealed he's more and more of an <laughs> yeah. asshole um, as it goes on, and that's fun. But again, yeah, I I don't think they really work individually, but they were very fun characters to uh, to engage with together. But yeah, well, let's let's strike the both of them, Colt and Juliana, and then we have uh, Chloe from Before Your Eyes. Uh, we all played this now. Hooray. Yay. Um, <clears throat> I I love this character. Probably my favorite character in the game. Uh, I honestly probably vote to strike it again just because, you know, the game is short and it's not really... Personally, it was just a really strong character moment. And it was like from the first dialogue she utters, I was like, oh, man, this is absolutely like a best friend character like this is someone who i could meet in real life and be like yeah i would connect with this person um but uh i just think all of her dialogue is is very strong and uh, like there there, there is a hidden depth to her like you kind of have to infer like what happened in her family that's true yeah you're right there there is there is a lot more going on yeah i mean yeah she's a great she's a great character uh i just given the brevity of the game as a whole, I just don't know if she hangs, but if oh, you want Yeah, her... The, the amount of time she's in the game isn't even that. <clears throat> but, like, the amount of time anyway, she... But... but the amount of time that she is in the game, like, completely enhances the experience, too, right? It's true. Yeah, I, I, I guess I... I guess length of time a character is in a game doesn't really matter. You can... It, it's even a strength if you make a strong character in a short amount of time. I mean, I'm... I. 
honestly, I, if I was going to keep anyone from before your eyes, it would be her. So Kai, if you want to just keep her for now, we can talk about her more later. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, I'm, we'll, I'm we'll keep Chloe for now. Uh, and then Great. we will quickly talk about the ferryman from Before Your Eyes, which is a character that I would say to strike, but uh, is just a great design character, really well voice acted. Um, that's what's that to When me he barks her. at the seagulls. That's, <laughs> it's a great, yeah. a great that's always hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's just very charming. Uh, it, it is like the, the perfect character you'd want to be in the position that he's in. Um, but... Uh, and for, you know, the emotional <clears throat> gut punch too, right? Yeah, like... for sure. For sure. But yeah, if I was going to keep one of the two, I think it would be Chloe. But uh, he just just well-designed overall. Um, uh, just wanted to give him his due. Also, and when he gets really like... mad, he's scary as fuck. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. When he gets mad. He is still a, a dog at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to... Nagarayuki from Guilty Gear. Uh, Kai, did you play this at all? Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear. Yeah, I played. I played Guilty Gear. Who you was know? your? Who did you More grab? Than you did, Chase. Oh yeah, I didn't uh, play that much. I played like ten hours. Yeah. Really. No, me. Me and Ty have played quite an amount of Guilty Gear together. Right. You were. Uh, um, who was your main again? Guitar uh, Lady. Eno. Yeah. Eno. Yeah. Eno is my favorite. Uh, Eno's just got so much goddamn personality. Eno is dope just... as hell. Um, we tried to go. You know, I think everyone in Guilty Gear could not be nominated for this category, but we tried to go with one of the newer, the new, newly introduced characters. Um, Just because all the existing characters kind of came out in games twenty years yeah, ago. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, he's again, also a vampire samurai. He is. Yeah, that, he's that's, dope. That's just awesome. Like character design wise, he's great. Obviously, I don't think he hangs because he has no. You know, he has just little quips of dialogue. He's not really a. Well, developed we, we haven't played. Well, quote unquote, played the story, even though yeah. it's like. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's also the teen. Yeah, he's also the <laughs> final boss of the game's arcade mode where he gets a little yeah. bit of dialogue, okay. but yeah. And there are like really... super hard versions of him and stuff like that. that right, are I mean, out, but... I-, I could see uh, on someone else's list him being higher, but for us personally, I don't think we really, you know. Like if there was like a best fighting game character category, like R- he would for have sure. an absolute good Unfortunately, shot. Unfortunately, not enough but... fighting games come out every year, which is a disappointment because fighting yeah, games Yeah, usually rules. there's like the one big one and like that's it. Like every so year. as much as I like having him on this list, just to acknowledge the character design that Guilty Gear has in it, yes. uh, like worthy of yeah, praise. I think he's going to be struck from our yeah. later later in the game discussions. Yeah, but he is cool. So let's uh, let's strike him, and then we've got so we're moving on to some strike death, him with style. Death doors, Flash. death door nomination. So we start with. Uh, the Grey Crow from Death Door. Kai, did you play this? I know me and Ty did. No, I have not played um, the Death Door. So, so. Grey Crow is a uh, a late game character. He's actually in the game from the beginning, but uh, I would say of the characters it's we have nominated. a late game character. Yeah. He actually has the most uh, narrative development going on. Um, uh, Ty, do you want to talk a little bit about the Grey Crow? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I think his... <laughs> design is really great Mm -hmm. i think right from the first moment you meet him you get a good sense of the kind of person flash well i guess he's not really a person he's a bird but you know the kind of character he is um i i don't know i went into this thinking i would want to strike him but i kind of am tempted to keep him yeah i mean it's worth i think it's worth keeping because we're probably going to strike the next two after we talk about them um but uh we can we can go more into him later but i i agree he is he is a cool little curmudgeon uh, who has a lot of uh, uh, cool themes built into him as a character. Uh, so we'll keep him for now. 
And yeah. then we will go to where is he? Pothead from Destor, who is basically lady, the Lady D of Destor in the meme sense, not in the, not in the <laughs> hot. Uh, I want you to choke me out sense but <laughs> in the mommy bodies uh, yeah but it, but in the uh this character is just a, makes good gifts and quippy dialogue yeah i mean his introduction character. to the game had me like in stitches <laughs> laughing at the giant text that's dropped down into the screen that said introducing pothead and he's yeah. just a guy with a pot on his head <laughs> yeah. i thought he was hilarious yeah. but also as the game goes on he kind of like becomes the equivalent of like dark souls's uh onion bro which is obviously intentional but right. yes like, you can tell from uh, the bottom it, half of me yeah kinda embodies that. his little he has a whole little side quest where he asks you to carry these uh, seeds around the the world and plant flowers for him and then once you plant them all you come back and he gives you a little reward and he says thank you so much for being such a nice bro and doing this out of the goodness of your heart and he's just a sweet little guy <clears throat> yeah he's cute and he's funny and uh i want to see more of him <laughs> but yeah he's definitely Death two. yeah does two. All right, goodbye, Pothead. And then we have another just great character design that we want to point out is uh, <laughs> Jefferson from uh, Death Door. Ty, you, I'm going to let you, you wanted... take... No, you go ahead. Okay. You go ahead. I'll just dis- describe Jefferson as well. Mm. Okay, how do I describe Jefferson? So, Kai, um, picture this. You roll up slowly into a seaside town, and uh, hard rain like batters against the docks, and you can smell the seawater. Set the scene um, there's a there's a neon sign flickering in the distance that uh, advertises uh, hot noodles. So you go inside for a for a nice bowl of ramen, and before you, as you uh, walk through the door into the ramen shop, you see a corpse wearing a bright yellow rain jacket being puppeted around like some kind of thick Pinocchio game by a squid hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Then the squid begins talking and asks you what you'd like to eat. And as he puppets this man in a raincoat around like fucking Pinocchio. <laughs> yeah, he's basically pretending to be the corpse in front of him, but you can clearly tell there's a squid wrapped around his neck and chest, like controlling him, but he's trying to pretend he's a human being. Uh, it's really oh, he's good. So, so he's like Octodad. And then, yeah, and he actually like uh, like does feature a, a narrative purpose to the game too. He, uh, he exists to like, if you go into the shop and order food from him, he'll give you hints as to secrets you've missed on like where oh, you should cool. be looking to. Yeah. Uh, go around and then late in the game i don't want to spoil it too much but you do get a side quest where he's pretty involved um so yeah i he's i think he's a, I'm just an amazing character but yeah how long is death store like eight mm. to ten hours ten, ten to twelve i'd say but i hundred percent it so i might be a little over okay. right um but yeah just just another well-designed character just a in this game character. he's so silly the, the yeah. squad like the squishy squid sound effects as he like lumps the arms of this guy around to make you a bowl of ramen is just <laughs> hilarious but uh yeah he needed his due but he can definitely be definitely stricken yeah yeah uh next up we have the main character from unpacking um <clears throat> which for me is a hard keep honestly uh so the way this game works is it's essentially just a game where you're un- unpacking you move into different houses subsequently throughout this main character's life. You start, you know, at a childhood home and you move to, um, uh, you go to college and then you move in with your first partner and then you move into a house on your own stuff like that. But, uh, you're just unpacking things into different rooms and you don't ever see or hear or see dialogue from the care, the main character. But 
buy the things you unpack and where you unpack them and the things that you keep throughout the, the next houses, you learn so much about this character. Like I've never seen, I've never connected with a character that I never saw before like this. And I just think it's definitely worthy of praise. Ty, you played this as well. What do you think? Yeah, I I kind of agree. Like I'd keep I'd put it as a keep. Like even though there's nothing like, intensely original about this character, like also just like what like you said, the mere fact that they can attach us to a character that we never meet, we never see, we never hear dialogue from, yeah. like never even see a picture of what like she looks like. It's just yeah, you have to you just infer from the object she owns like everything about her and you get a really strong sense of her personality. It's definitely it's definitely more about uh it's definitely less about how what the character stands for and uh, personality of the character, as opposed to just how they deliver a character through these means. And it's, it's pretty incredible. So I, I would definitely, There's definitely nothing like for, it. Yeah. And I think that's worthy of keeping on the list. So uh, let's keep it for now and Great. move on to a uh, quick one that I wanted to talk about. This is going to be a quick strike uh, lefty midi. Oh my God, this is a tiny screenshot lefty midi and righty from uh, Spookware, which is basically a WarioWare single-player game where you do all these tiny mini-games, but you're moving as these three little skeleton brothers throughout the game. Um, uh, it's not worthy of keeping, in my opinion, but they are just very funny, and they all have their own very unique personalities. Um, and I enjoyed the small adventure I took with them um, where they're just kind of riffing on everything that happens like they get into these ridiculous scenarios and and just roll with it but you have the one you have lefty who's like the really nervous one he's like i don't know if we should do this and then righty's just like putting on shades and just like yeah come on we can we can pretend we're in this band uh and yeah they're they're great but uh definitely gonna strike them uh off the list we're getting we're getting down there um let's move on to the alien species from where are you echoes of the eye um again quickly touch on this i i would love for this to hang but it's not worth it for me to fight for something that is too i don't know delicate to talk about right now um basically this is another kind of scenario that's similar to unpacking where they talk about in echoes of the eye they talk about this whole new species of alien and uh their their wants and their needs and their fears and their hopes and aspirations all through no dialogue no script just imagery and it's like the people at mobius who made outer wilds and echoes the eye just i don't know they're untouchable when it comes to narrative delivery through uh means like this like just through visuals it's it's pretty incredible how much you connect with this species without ever hearing them talk or seeing script about them. Um, but uh, I will strike it because more people need to play it. And then Brewster, our final nom here. Our from final nom of Animal the Crossing DLC. Ty? Yes. Uh, technically an update, not a DLC, but Brewster is the lovable pigeon who lives in your museum and pours you coffee late at night uh and then comments on your horrible late night coffee drinking habits uh he's just a he's just an adorable character we can strike him if you want guys want i would honestly keep him but i am also glued to my animal crossing i check in i mean we're getting one two three four five six seven we're we're getting down there if you want to keep him we we were going to do top three and then two honorable mentions so if you want to keep him 
I'll argue to keep him, if only for the fact that uh, he's a character that I am. The way they deliver, I'll say, the way they deliver his uh, additional dialogue is has you on the edge of your seat every time you go to talk to old Brewster. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's keep him for now. So let's uh, let's go back to the you know top of the list here and um, think about our order now because we're we're getting down there. We're so just to review what games we currently still have in the pool are, or sorry, what characters we still have in the pool are Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil 8, the Duke from Resident Evil 8, Leshy from Inscription, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, Lionel Nakamura from Narita Boy, Chloe from Before Your Eyes, the Grey Crow from Death's Door, the main character of Unpacking, and Brewster the Pigeon. Yeah, let's start thinking about top three. So we have two three four five six seven eight nine noms here so we only have to get rid of four to get our top five two honorable mentions top three um let's start with let's start asterixing so let's start with lady d where do you guys do you think she's top three worthy i'm gonna say no just based on the fact that we all kind of discussed the 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 one-to-one between the duke and lady d uh, even from her own, like the only issue I have with Lady D is like Kai said, I don't see enough of her. Like she's, mm-hmm. I, I know some people are in that section of the game for a little longer maybe. And uh, maybe my time was a little rushed, but it felt like Lady D was only in the game for the first hour to me. She, uh, it was definitely longer than that, but it was no more was than like two. Within, yeah. It was within hours. the first two hours. Yeah. Like it, you're definitely not going to spend more than an hour and a half with Lady D. Yeah. It, and that's, yeah. That's kind of its issue. Um, do you think she hangs for top five or do you think she's worthy of striking? Like when I look at her versus a character like Drax, <clears throat> like there's just not really enough depth for Lady D to me. Like, yeah. You know, we she, can... she just feels motherly about like the insect but, girls. You know, and she, not even but... to a strong degree. She doesn't really actually super care about them. Yeah. At the end of the day. Uh I'm sure they say in the notes that they were literally made by um the final boss of the game yeah. uh, mother miranda yeah. that just just to serve lady D, you know her, so her main i don't think she cares that much her main personality and the trait seems to be like her uh wanting to be the the top rung under lady miranda like you get the notes later where she's like oh, how can she trust um what's his name heisenberg, heisenberg. Yeah, uh, well, that's like every character in the game it's true they are all fighting for the the praise so she uh, yeah again she she's she's great but she doesn't have a lot. I, I, I would, I'm fine with striking her. I don't know about you guys. I'm fine with striking her. Okay. Yeah. Let's take lady D off. Uh, should we skip past the Duke? Cause we think he hangs. I think he hangs. Okay. But... Yeah. All right. The Duke can stay. Uh, I also think Leshy hangs, but that is also up to you guys. Talk about Kai, how do you feel about that with what you've played of the game? Like, uh, Leshy is, uh, uh, Grassbeard dude, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's he, he told you his name by now, so yeah, yeah. That is lucky. Okay, yeah. Okay, so I just think he's... yeah. I I he's so much like from what I've played. Like <clears throat> he has like a really good amount of mystery to mm-hmm. him, and just how he's willing to role play all the different characters. Exactly. See, that's what I love mask. about him. He has so much personality. Is he's switching mm-hmm. these masks, and like he still has this like enigmatic, like secretive, spooky like vibe about him, but he also is like putting on these different masks and being these ridiculous characters screaming me pelts at you and like, like 
like when you when you get up from the table and walk around the room and you just look over at the table and he's just like dead ass staring at you. Yeah, that's always freaky to me. Um. Okay. Yeah, so I, let's keep. Let, I, I, I think, think he's top five deeper. worthy for sure. Okay, Drax. Okay. I think he's top five worthy uh, at the very least. Like at the very least, I'd be happy with an honorable mention for Drax because I mean, the culmination of Drax's arc actually did get a tear or two from me. It made me pretty yeah. emotional. Um, so just for like an emotional gut punch of his arc and even just his interaction with the other guardians with Peter and especially Gamora. Um, I, I think he's definitely worthy of at least the top five. I am fine I with keeping him. Um, Narita boy, Lionel Nakamura, do you think top five? Uh, I mean, I'd argue for it, but without having you guys played the game, uh, I don't know if you ever will. So um, spoiler warning from here on out. Yeah, you see in this game, Lionel Nakamura's whole life story from uh, like his family being uh, involved in the bombing at fucking Hiroshima to moving to America and then his life from there becoming an eventual video game developer. It's real heartbreaking. And yeah. Uh, there's a scene like about halfway through the game at his mom's grave that is just real rough. So yeah, I'd, I'd argue okay. to keep him. Yeah, I, I mean, that sounds compelling to me. Um, so I'm fine with that. Uh, let's keep him. I'm also going to say that we keep Chloe. Uh, that's probably one I'm going to fight for for top three, if not at least an honorable mention. Um, so I can strike Chloe, but you I can. don't know, Kai. Kai, I mean, yeah, how do you feel? I, I'm pretty passionate about her. Cause like you kind of swayed oh. me here. I think that I, that I was going to say that oh she's not in the game long enough, but then you kind of made a good point. Is like it doesn't really matter. <laughs> she's pretty like it depends on how you feel about the moments that she is there for, and she does have a lot of character. Like you get a, you get a good sense of who she is. You know she's also a child, so she doesn't have to be that in depth. But you get a good sense of why she has these boundaries and and certain things about her because of what's going on throughout the game and yeah i would vote to keep her for at least top five yeah i wouldn't argue for first place but i think i think she could make top five for sure like unless brewster is like <laughs> a hiddenly in-depth character like i think chloe would probably be over something yeah like i mean yeah we're, we're definitely i think yeah, let's keep Chloe for now. But I think, uh, I mean, this is a me and Ty uh, topic here, the Grey Crow, though. But I think he could probably get strick, st- struck at this I, point. Yeah, I think at this point. I guess but we could, we could talk a little bit more about him as a character. Like, I, I do like yeah. his, you know, the whole game it's is art. kind of themed around uh, the fear of, of death and wanting to stay alive for as long as possible. And his character encompasses that really well. And mm-hmm. he's been around and the the basically doing this job you've been doing for a yeah, very without, very long time. Without spoiling too much, he's essentially like uh, the main character you play as and this guy are both like Grim Reapers, and mm-hmm. they cannot go back home to their where they come from unless they collect the soul that they're here for. Uh, and for plot reasons, the soul he is here for is completely unreachable, and he's been stuck in this mortal plane for a very 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 long time. And that uh, drives him to some actions that maybe, maybe he shouldn't yeah. take. I don't know, but I yeah, I think he's a great character. But I yeah. agree, he can be struck. He can be struck, but but he yeah, another character worthy of praise. We just want to give some people give time these... in the spotlight. Yeah, uh, unpacking main character. I definitely worthy of top five for me. I I, I don't know. I would keep this. We're getting down to the nitty gritty now, but I would like to fight a little bit further for. <laughs> It's tough Her? for me because this this category 
is uh, brings up the existential question of what is a character. I mean, you're right, but uh, Whoa, that's what's that, so that's fun. That's too deep for me. <laughs> that's what's so fun about her, like, though, is that that makes you question that. To me, it's like yeah. I don't know. Um, let, let's just move on to Brewster because I feel like that is a strikable one. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you think that hangs for top? I mean, honestly, with the amount of time I've spent with old Brewster here, here here's what I'll say about Brewster. I, I think yeah, we can give strike me a piece, him, give me a piece. But here's here's what I'll say about Brewster. Um, so Animal Crossing, for anyone who hasn't played it, has a system where it rewards you with Nook Miles, which are a currency in the game, uh, for basically doing anything. And one of those uh, millions of tasks you can uh, seek out is uh, getting enough coffee from old Brewster. And after you, when you first meet him, he's very neutral towards you, and he only like answers in one word like hey do you want a coffee yeah okay here you go here's a coffee but the more you come back and the more you keep uh coming to him uh he'll start uh stopping you on your way out the door every once in a while you'll be on your way out leaving at with your coffee and he'll stop you and say hey thanks for always uh thanks for always coming back i really appreciate your business here's here's a bag of coffee for you for your house here take a take a bag it's on me and yeah, he's just really heartwarming and lovable. And the first time he offered uh, milk and sugar in my coffee, I honestly, no joke, cried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, uh, yeah, I, I wish I had the patience to play that game. Uh, I think I would love it. I love Stardew Valley. It's just games, games of that ilk, like are, they take me a while to get into the next one. Like yeah. Stardew Valley, I invested so much time into, and like I need a little bit of a recoup. I will say too, with Animal <laughs> Crossing, like I love it because I got into it at the time where it was where it blew up. But if you didn't get into it around the COVID lockdown uh, era, like you definitely missed out on a big yeah, cultural the, moment in the yeah, game. That's fair. Like, that, that that was the peak for sure. Yeah. For Animal Crossing, like literally everybody was was playing it, and for me personally, I was out of province and away from most of my friends. So when I could just jump on my switch after a long day of work and like go visit a friend's island and hang out and talk to like six or seven people i'm not i know i wasn't gonna see for a few months like it was pretty nice yeah like that was <clears> one <throat> of the few games that we could play together for like almost seven months it's true it's true it was, it was a Just jump on and play some animal crossing every once in a while well but, I, yeah. I don't yeah i'm glad you talked about him he sounds great uh made me he's, more he's a great little pigeon to talk but... about like that these characters have so much depth to them in animal crossing because there's like 150 different <laughs> fucking Oh, they, and, and most they of the villagers are like really boring. That's kind of my. I'll say, well, Kai, I I have to stop you there because the anim, like the 2.0 update like fixed a lot of my issues with the OG Animal Crossing experience. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And, I didn't know there was a yeah, 2.0 update. But Chase to end, yeah, there was a big 2.0 update that changed a lot of things. Uh, and it is the final update of the game, by the way. The oh. game is in its final form now. Um. Okay. And Chase, to answer your earlier kind of comment, the, all of the 150, like 300 plus characters in the game do not have this much depth, but certain right. characters are, are mainstays for everybody, whereas others are just like people you choose to include on your island. They're just your villagers. Whereas someone like Brewster or like the museum runner or the people who run the shop are necessary and everyone gets them. And those characters have a lot of flavor and depth to them. Got it. Okay. Well, yeah. Still. Anyway. Great. I'm glad we talked Brewster about Brewster. Struck and we can. Uh, what are we at now? One, we two, down three, four, six. five, six. So now it's about time to order. We have to get rid of one of these characters, um, and then we'll start to organize to our top three and two honorable mentions here. Um, let's go in a different route and talk about the one you're most passionate about, so we can get that out of the way, and then that will kind of narrow it down to the ones we don't want to so uh we'll start with we'll start with kai kai what is the one what is your number one pick of these five here 
Six. Like for the number the number one pick for me out of all of them would probably be Drax. Um, okay. For me, he, he, interesting. He's, he, all he's right, sell us on Drax then. Um, again, like a big part of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the game is that like the big galactic conflict of the game is that uh, there's this like group of religious people that are putting out an energy called faith energy and using something called the promise, which is uh, essentially people are given hallucinations of stuff like they regret in their past or loved ones that they've lost in their past. And uh, the whole game essentially is about getting uh, the different different one of the Guardians members to get over their own personal crap and uh, move on with their lives so that they can counteract the promise. And Drax is the one that's got the hardest one, you know, because he lost his family to Thanos, and uh, the promise gives him um, a life with his family again, uh, theoretically, the one thing that he always wanted. And the the culmination of the arc is that he actually has to literally kill the manifestations of his family in order to accept reality and the real family that he has now amongst the Guardians. Um, as opposed to the wants and the dreams that he's wanted for so long and just couldn't let go of, and um, yeah, no, when that happens, it's it, it's a tearjerker, man. It's hard. It, it's hard. It's hard to sit through. It's 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 a big moment for him, and uh, it feels like a much bigger payoff to like what the movies were hinting at. Right now, it feels like more actual plot payoff, and oh, of course, when the characters get over their personal stuff, it actually adds gameplay stuff too. Um, so he he just becomes uh, even better in the gameplay as well through overcoming his personal grief through um, and being able to move on through so. through figuratively murdering his past. He becomes stronger to use in your party. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, level That's up. A great- you kill yeah, it, that, that's a great thing about the game. Yeah, like I, yeah. Like I mean, that, that, that sounds that, that sounds, sounds very good. Really um, good to me. Yeah, I'm sure that so, was going as soon as you described the the kind of premise there because I haven't played Guardians of the Galaxy yet. But yeah, it's a very personal story. Um, sounds like a top three keep to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with. I yeah, I agree. So Ty, what do you, what's your number one pick? My number one pick currently on the list is our boy Leshy. Nice. The, okay. Yeah. Uh, the the grumbly tree man from from the cabin yikes i think okay that's uh okay that's great uh we don't need to talk more about that right now because i think um, i mean i'm in agreement he's great so we'll we'll get to him in a bit i think i okay we have to get rid of one here um let's think okay let's let's just go down the line who would you remove if you had to pick if i had to pick from these six um given how what i've heard about the two games I haven't played from Kai and Ty, uh, I think I would remove the Duke. I think he's a great character, but I don't know if he quite, if he does, like he's a great uh, store clerk at the end of the day. Uh, He doesn't, I don't know. He's the most interesting character that, that doesn't actually have development that we've covered today, I, I think. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I think that's the interesting part about him is that, like, <clears throat> like again, you have that mistrust of him and at, at the beginning, not knowing, like, what his intentions are or, like, 
what he's yeah, really about. Yeah, I completely agree. I just don't I, like, and you know, Which, making like, it yeah, to no, top no, like, six I, is pretty. I agree. Fucking... Like he he should be struck. Like that's the one that I'm thinking okay. too. Ty? But yeah, um, yeah, it's between it's between the Duke and Chloe for me to strike. So it sounds like we're going to be striking the Duke. Kai, did you um, have anyone else you think you'd want to strike or? I mean, I guess you haven't played unpacking, but yeah, it's hard to have an opinion on unpacking having yeah. not. Uh... But but yeah, I I I you guys are okay with the Duke going? Then we got down yeah, to our yeah. top five. I, I'm okay. All yeah. right, uh, let's start ordering these bitches. What do we do now? <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> I... such good hosts. <laughs> This is tough, man. Yeah. Uh, I like what... Oh, man. Uh, honestly, I uh, I think it's these three for the top three. We can't see what you're highlighting. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, I think <laughs> it's uh, like... And correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I have it organized right now is Leshy is number one. We have Drax and Lionel don't know two or three, but those are possibly two or three. We have Chloe and uh, main character from Unpacking as honorable mentions. I think those are good picks, to be perfectly honest. What? Wh- where would you, like, obviously this is a tough two and three position because <laughs> all of us have played Inscription and love Leshy. So uh, it's kind of like up to you guys. I- I'm the one who has to make the decision now, which sucks. But All right. So, uh, like, tell me uh, a little okay. bit more if you want your character to be number two or if you're fine with them being number three, but like if you want them to hit that two spot, sit like, give me a little bit more. Give me a little, uh, little spice. My character I included is a lot more uh, cryptic and weird than yours. Okay. So at least, here. at least with, uh, with Drax, like I'm not going to mention the, 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 the story or combination stuff. What I will go about is the fact that he is probably the funniest character in the game. Like, consistently, almost everything Drax says makes me laugh. Whether it's just talking about a certain event that's going on in the world, or a certain character, or bouncing off one of the other Guardians. Um, like, uh, Does he have a similar uh, cadence to the... Like, is he, like, the dad... Or, not dad joke, but... Yeah, he's no. Kind of and like... and that, that element definitely still exists, for sure. Um, and that's where a lot of the comedy comes in is that he's very straight faced saying some absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I mean, shit. that's why a lot of people like a lot of neurodivergent people, I think connect with him because he just doesn't get sarcasm. And a lot of people in real life don't, don't understand social cues like that. And that's an and interesting yet, yep. character that doesn't exist in a lot of other media. So, so they kind of mm-hmm. go with that again and yeah, yeah, they do. And but in but again, it's a lot more there because you know with the movies, you only have like a couple hours, and this is a twenty-hour game where like the the amount of dialogue in the game is insane. Like, uh, if you thought like like it feels like Uncharted with like ten times more dialogue, it's freaking insane. And for every almost every one of Drax's lines, to either be an emotional gut punch or to make me laugh my ass off. You know, he's just the most entertaining and at the same time deep character um that uh i got to see this year in in almost any game and that's and it's one of the reasons i'm very happy it won uh best story at the game of the year awards because i think it deserved it ty pitch me on yeah um i think 
I, I'm actually not going to try to pitch you on anything. Wow. I'm, from from what I just heard, I, I'm going to say that Narita Boy, old Lionel Nakamura, is happy to take third place. Uh, I will send him off, though, and t- talk about him a little more in case you guys don't no, get around do it, to old Narita Boy in a little while. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's a really interesting, like you get these, uh, black and white snapshots into his life that eventually culminate in you finding out that the, something in the code he wrote and created for this game, uh, basically got into his head and, uh, was erasing his memories and rewriting him to act like a video game boss, but in the real world. And he was treating people in his life like a video game boss treats other characters in a video game. And it's real messed up and weird but that's this whole game so i enjoyed it a lot <clears throat> all right well i think that's our best character noms that's we've got right. yeah leshy from inscription is number one which is yeah. i'm very happy with uh hey that's not a bad choice at no, all no leshy is leshy's fantastic two. character Old we drax. got drax from guardians of the galaxy is our Go. silver we've got lionel nakamura from narita boy as our bronze and then honorable mentions go to Chloe from Before Your Eyes and the main character from Unpacking. Good start. All right. Uh, due to some technical difficulties, we're going to skip best song until part two, and we're going to move on to best looking. All right. This is a, you know, this is a category that's going to be a lot easier to talk about because we definitely don't have to have played these games to uh, see how pretty they are appreciate their their graphic fidelity um but again we've played most of these but uh we'll show some trailers just to to, so you guys can see what they look like as well in the uh youtube version of this so best looking we have we have sable we have resident evil 8 ratchet and clank artful escape inscription backbone it takes two demon turf narita boy death's door kana bridge of spirits Eastward, Little Nightmares 2, Genesis Noir, Toem, Solar Ash, uh, Psychonauts 2, Halo Infinite, Deathloop, and Griftlands. So, let's start uh, at the very top with Sable. Keep or strike, everybody. Definitely a keep from me. Keep! Hard keep. Yeah, it's a keep. Uh, I'm just looking at images of it now, and uh, I this really is... like the Star Wars Tatooine vibe going on. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of that. I, I, I mean, yeah, it is unlike a lot of games I've seen. It's got like this weird pointillism going on, but also like the variable frame rates between the character animation and the rest of the environment. It's, uh, yeah, it, I think that it is a hard keep. It's uh, very simplistic, but also very eye-catching at the same yeah. time. Yeah, it, it strikes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason that this game uh, popped off from uh, a Twitter post of it. You know, that was the first like thing anyone ever saw was just like, here's a here's what this game looks like, and everyone was like, holy shit, yeah, I want to play this. Um, it, it goes to show how far art direction can take your game. Yeah, for real. Uh, and then we have Resident Evil Eight: Keep or Strike. <sighs> Now, it's not that Resident Evil 8 is a bad-looking game or anything, but I don't know if there was enough for it to really, like, stand out to me as, like, oh, this is great-looking, you know? Like, even with the ray tracing, like, on PS5, which I use, like, 
it barely made a difference in the game at all like and it it tanked the frame rates to the mm-hmm, point where like mm-hmm. i switched it to the 60 fps yep. mode and i didn't notice a single fucking Dude, difference I, I feel the same way like i have you, me and you have pretty uh comparable graphics cards uh and uh the fact that it was dropping frames on ultra um is like just not worth it like the barrier to entry to make this game look the prettiest it can be is too high and then I don't know it's a good looking game. I think the best thing personally it has going for it is the 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 motion capture. Like the the facial animation is really good. Like especially yeah. there's the one scene where the witch is like cackling at you and I was like holy shit this looks incredible. But uh, and it's art direction. Yeah, the it's art, art direction's art. good too. There's a lot of scenes clearly designed with VR in mind too, like You think so? Oh, the with well, the facial is, animation and everything. That's true, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming there's going to be a VR version of it. Eventually, yeah, just like with Resident actually, Evil 7. Actually, looking at the scenes in this video right now, yeah, that that, that, that seems like it'd be a, yep. a VR game. I, yeah, I, I would stripe. say it's really, it is a really pretty game. Like, it looks really good and everything. But mm-hmm. also, thinking back on Resident Evil 8 versus 7 is like, I appreciated the atmosphere and the art direction of 7 so What's much that? more. Yeah, uh, eight, sure. 8 is more my speed. I love the uh gothic like yeah salem witch like that kind of vibe but seven is way more unique there's nothing like redneck like swampland games out there like it's just it's just more <laughs> i mean there's red dead too but yeah but, but, yes but to, but, but not in a horror atmosphere interject, yeah. like the one thing that eight definitely did way better over seven is you know enemy variety and art direction and just the normal true. enemies yeah seven it's literally true like yeah. i don't care if they crawl one's fat and one walks they're the exact same enemy yeah <laughs> and it's the same enemy from start to finish and there's, yeah. there's no differentiation but eight has a lot more of that going on so i i wouldn't blame somebody for like just enjoying playing through eight yeah true. seven but uh yeah i'm glad we can strike that one off the list ratchet and clank um i think this one's a keep personally um it's not just the amazing art direction but the motion capture in the game um is so great it's it feels like motion capture i've never seen before because it's very stylized motion Mm -hmm. capture it's very saturday morning cartoon over the top animation uh, sort of motion capture and it just looks phenomenal and it never loses a beat when it comes to its motion capture but also just the level of detail in the world and the fact like you don't need a loading screen in the slightest for any of it is crazy like everything just loads in and like you see like ratchet's fur and rivet's fur is immensely detailed some of the most detailed fur i've ever seen in any game yeah um uh, i agree i i am definitely more of a unique style over graphical fidelity type person, but this kind of hits both of those. So if I was going to yep. keep anything that looks just really next gen, it would be, it would be this. So I'm fine with keeping Ratchet and Clank for now. Agreed for me. I want to keep it too. Okay. Uh, Artful Escape. Um, Kai, have you had a chance to look at, look at what this game looks like? I've only seen those uh, pictures from the Game Awards nominations, and that's it. So I, I'm going to go take a quick look right now okay, if you yeah. guys want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Ty, have you seen it at all? I mean, you've I've, seen trailers, I've right? Seen, yeah, I've seen trailers, and I've seen a snippet of you playing it and a little bit more on top of that. But uh, I think you should take the lead on this one. It's very, it's very pretty. Uh, I I honestly am fine with striking it. I think it's, I think it's gorgeous, um, but it felt a little 
uh, samey by the end of the game for how short it was. Um, like it, it has a very strong start with how uh, unique and like dreamscapey the whole world is, but by the end it didn't just it. I don't know. It, it's very pretty throughout, but it didn't it didn't one up what it did at the beginning. You know, it didn't it didn't keep getting bigger and bigger. It was cons- consistently really good, but it wasn't it wasn't like another wow moment after like the first hour. So, um, yeah, it, I think it's really good, but, uh, I would definitely fight for a lot more other stuff on this list. So I am fine with removing it, but, uh, Kai, did you yeah, have a chance to look at it? You like, yeah, I, I'm looking at it now and I'm just quickly skimming through like the YouTube walkthroughs, like YouTube bar, just to kind of see like what the art direction of the game is <clears> like, through the whole thing. And, uh, I think you bring up a great point. Uh, it was like when you were saying it was looking very samey, that's when I was looking through. I'm like, yeah, this game does kind of look samey throughout mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And and it's gorgeous. Like, I really love the look of the game from what I'm seeing here. But yeah, but like if I were to play it and it was just samey towards the end, like by the end, I would just be kind of like sick of the game and just like, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't definitely didn't hit like sick of it. It was just like uh, it was like a through line of an enjoyment, but I don't know. I, I feel like by the third ha- act, I should be a little more wowed than I was, but, um, okay. that's, yeah, that's it's, probably it's pretty, it's pretty game, but I'm fine with striking it. Let's, yeah. uh, move on to inscription. Alrighty. Ty. Uh, inscription is definitely a keep for me. Yeah. Uh, I love this game so much. <laughs> yeah. Inscription is going to be a keep in pretty much any category you pass it to me in. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I I don't know how how spoilerific we want to get in this. Uh, uh, do not get into how the like any other thing past the first surprise would look. I mean, like, I, we don't really need to. Oh, okay, third, actually, actually, yeah, here, just... I, I I could say something that's not spo- too spoiler. <clears throat> okay, yeah, you go ahead, Kyle. The, the, the fact that the game is able to change how it looks so drastically, in just basically right in front of your eyes is incredible and everything that like so far from what i've played that the game sets out to do art wise and fidelity wise i think it really succeeds in. Mm-hmm. again it's just another example of how art direction can really carry your game over just it, straight up graphical fidelity the... uh, even though the lighting is great the lighting is amazing um but then when you get to the second part of the game it's got a really unique different art direction than what we had seen before without well that's the thing i think that uh the the art also just like holds the same tone of this tension throughout like each of the this the swaps as well like even though the the second area is completely different looking it still has this like eerie vibe to it just like the first one but i yeah i just think the game fucking the card design is great it's so simple but it's effective and and everything about this game is is worthy of best looking in my opinion the so. audio design too like chips in to oh to god i wish we had an audio design so, just because just keeps you so unsettled even when like it, the tone <clears throat> shifts into the second part of the game and things uh visually are very different like it still keeps you on your toes with that audio design in your ears mm-hmm. at all moments like it's so creepy and weird and yeah i will also say like uh, every art style this game uh pursues it achieves a uh, very well agreed uh in spades with um yeah just a, a really cool game that i don't think we are gonna see anything quite like for a really long time yeah i hope games um, are inspired by it because it's great 
Um, yep, the two. All right, so that's a keep. Backbone. Uh, I implore Kai to take a look at this uh, because I right think now. this is probably a keep for now. I don't know okay. if I'm ready to drop it. It's just pixel art at its at top quality pixel art, uh, which to me, pixel art kind of uh, encompasses video games like as a art style for me. Like there's no other medium that does pixel art besides video games. So I really appreciate good quality pixel art and it's just getting better and better. And this game is, I don't know. It also helps that the level design takes place in Vancouver because I fucking just love walking around all like, you know, Gastown and Granville and being like, holy shit. Yeah. All this stuff is so cool. Uh, the lighting is fantastic. Character design design is great. Um, environments are great i uh i think that i would keep this for now uh but yeah i don't know i guess you guys don't really have much to say but you can take a look at it and see what see yeah what i haven't played it but i've seen i've seen bits of it and yeah i would be inclined to keep it too it might not uh, hold up later but for, for for right now i would like to the pixel art is really good but like you and i imagine kai as well uh chase uh, just setting your game in Vancouver is an easy way for me to really appreciate the setting and backdrop of your your yeah, story. We're already biased. Yeah, <laughs> like that well, I mean, this whole list is biased. This is our list. So exactly. Oh, oh, it's oh, I'm not saying that's like, a bad thing. Yeah. I'm not saying it's yeah. a bad thing. Just pointing it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's keep it for now. Let's move on to It Takes Two. Uh, let's hear your guys' opinions on It Takes Two. Um, I'll start because I have played the least of this game between all of us, I think. Um, it takes two is really pretty, and I do appreciate like, because uh, in its gameplay, it is always keeping things fresh and adding new mechanics in every few minutes. But in its art style, it kind of does the same thing. It keeps every area very distinct and very unique. Um, but yeah, uh, Kai, do you have any? I I think it's a keep as someone who's beat the game. Like by the end of the game, I'm more than satisfied in variety of environments and how they looked and the art of how they looked. Like there's one level that you haven't played yet, Ty, which uh Chase, you know what I'm talking about if I say it's a village of sorts. Uh, uh like ice? A little bit a little bit of ice. Yeah, yeah there's a little okay. bit of ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the direction in that part of the game is yeah absolutely fantastic that, that's where this game hold, holds uh the highest weight is in its just environmental design is in, is incredible and it just keeps getting better and better as the game goes on i'm fine with keeping it for now um yeah that sounds good yeah, to me it's fine let's keep it uh okay All right. it takes two now we move on to a demon turf um, yeah, this is definitely a uh, a leave it for me. Uh, this game is a platformer that uh, goes for a very like Paper Mario style uh, 2D uh, sort of uh, cutout cardboard cutout art style that I really love and appreciate and want to see in more indie games like Bug Fables and uh, you know I just I just want to see it more. I love it. It looks really good to me. It is, but it's definitely a leave. Wait, strike or keep? strike strike okay yeah uh yeah i think it's fucking gorgeous i really wish i got to this game because i was so excited for it at the beginning of the year but it it came out i played it for like about four hours ish yeah it came out so late in the year um but uh yeah i agree with you it is it is just so cool so unique um i think if we would have played it 
completely, we probably would have fought for it more, but uh, giving it a nom is, is more than enough considering we didn't even really, you know, play it that much. I'll say what I have played of it is really cute. Like they, the game's depiction of hell is uh, uh, very interesting cool. to say the least. Yeah, yeah cool. I, I just looked it up a little bit. And yeah, it's definitely a cool looking game for sure, but but yeah, from can, what from what I've seen of it, I can, think it, we I can think strike it, it from the list. But I yeah. just wanted to shout it out. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're on to Narita Boy. Another Thai coverage. Yeah, this one I want to keep though. This one, this one is really cool. This one is uh, just literally unlike any other game I've ever looked at. I don't know what to tell you. Like I can describe it as Tron like. I can describe it as retro and '80s, but that doesn't really do it justice. Like. <laughs> The the first time you uh, get to ride a horse in this game is like some like a, just a moment I could not even wrap my brain around right now, and I went through it in the game. Yeah, it, it any is, notes from you guys on what you've seen? I mean, it is very pretty and it is very stylistic, and that's the kind of shit I want on this list. So I am also fine with keeping it for now. I don't necessarily think I would like you know just looking at it would keep it for top three or top maybe even top five but for now i think it is fine to keep i think it is it is very very unique looking so let's just keep it for now yeah yeah i i I agree with chase on this one just from looking at it very briefly um it is a very good looking game i really like the style of this uh the art direction that i've seen so far and just a couple seconds that i've seen um but I don't know if I would put it top three. Um, I would want to play the whole game before I would decide something mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. at, it, at, well, it sounds like we can an honorable mention. At leave it as least. a keep right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We'll keep it. Great. Uh, Death Door is very pretty. Gonna... Yeah. I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this kind of sounds like a strike already. It, it's very, it's very polished and very pretty, but it doesn't do anything. Well. <sighs> I don't know. I'll say that. Um, let me talk a bit about it, and then I'll decide if I think it's a striker. I keep at the end of my little rant here. I'll see if I can uh, argue myself into or out of it. Um, Death Door does a, f- a couple of things that are genuinely great bits of visual humor, like the pothead joke, and a couple others throughout the game, like uh, Chase when the uh, the frog boss first shows up. Uh, that's a really cute little visual gag moment. Uh, I really appreciate like stuff like Jefferson and designs of characters like Doorlord and um, and the Great Crow and like uh, the three main bosses of the game. Like the first two are much more interesting than the third, but still I like all three of them quite a bit. Uh, but the environments do get a little bit samey, I think. Um, so I would vote to strike. I think. Yeah, yeah. It it is very it is very po- polished art style, and. It does have some environmental changes, but but yeah, I agree they they are a, a little a little samey. Character designs is its strong point, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Enemy designs are fine, but I think besides bot bosses are strong. But I think uh, overall it is it is very pretty. I just like if we're gonna have to cut things, I could see I could see this getting cut. Yep. Okay. I'm okay with that. Let's get rid of death door, and we are on to. Kena, Bridge of Spirits. Thoughts? I mean, Kena's got to be a keep, right? Like, Kena's... This game's insanely good looking. Even though none of us have played it, it is it is, it is worthy of fighting for top five. It is it gorgeous. Is, it is literally a Pixar movie on the PS5. Like, I don't know it how... It is absolutely the same it. quality. Like, 
Like, there's definitely gonna be a point where I play it for sure. Like, me I'll, too. I'll, I'll, oh yeah, me, me, I as well. But I watch Sean play a little bit of it, a little bit of it, and yeah, it's just man, it's just it's really pretty. And I know a lot of people have said that it's just uh, the gameplay wise, it's kind of it's kind of uh, just a basic. Um, I don't know, adventure style adventure game, game, but a yeah. lot of people said that about Death Door, and it's like, I don't know if you do things well enough, I don't really care. Like, you don't you don't always it, have to innovate kind of, if you have... like if someone says, like, <clears throat> a Rift Apart is just a Ratchet and Clank game, but, yeah. like, that's a really solid fucking game, so, like, it can is be, that really a bad thing, It can right? be demissive of what the game actually offers. Like, if this game's strong point is its graphics, and it does everything else, like, to a at least good level, like, that is, that is fine by me. I still want to yeah. play it um so yeah let's let's keep this this is not worthy of striking yet yeah no definitely not all and right then we move on to eastward we move east to look up a lot of these games <laughs> that's okay yeah uh, because i just been playing so many older games yeah eastward is very pretty it is it uh another pretty. uh like I don't know, top quality pixel art game. I think I am fine with striking it, especially considering we haven't played it, but... Um, yeah, because... Uh, uh, it's super pretty. Because um, uh, Backbone, I think, looked better from the quick little bits that I'm looking at this. Like, I think I prefer... I mean, Backbone, I wouldn't uh, compare them. They're pretty different, but... They are pretty different, but when I'm saying I get like, what, what I saying. would personally prefer, yeah, I think Backbone would be what I would personally It's prefer. got a lot of style. It's It's got a lot of charm in its animation, and it's... Uh, I'm really excited to get to Eastward eventually, but yeah, I'm fully okay with striking. Yeah, from the again, list. we can't really talk about environmental depth or, you know, a lot of other stuff. It's just, yeah. it's just pretty from what we've seen, but... I am also fine with striking it, so let's get rid get rid of Eastward All right. now. Uh, and then we are on to Little Nightmares Two. What do we think of this game? I think it is very pretty. Um, I think it would be. I think it's horrifying. Yeah, in a pretty way. I think it would yeah. be a lot more impactful if the first game didn't exist, though, because the first game is wholly unique in its art style like there's not a lot of games at all that look like that um <clears throat> from what i've heard little nightmares, nightmares 2 just improves on everything which is awesome but uh i mean it, it can't super be a knock that it's something we've seen before we've seen ratchet and clank before it, it is a prettier version of little nightmares 1 but again it feels for me if any games on this list that I'm going to fight for, for games that I haven't played that are pretty, it's probably going to be Kena. Um, I don't think it'll make top five, but it is definitely one of the most unique looking games of the year. And I fucking love horror. I'm very surprised I haven't played this yet, but uh, I'm looking forward to it considering that I've played. I've the got a, one. I've got to say the designs of the humans in little nightmares. There's just like, they're they're very unique in the in the world of horror and it's really entertaining every time a new one comes on screen in this game like they're, they're uh, yeah they're great and yeah I, i've uh, <laughs> i've been spoiled little nightmares too i've i've seen quite a bit of gameplay from it uh and later on in the in the game there's a certain character that i don't know if i want to spoil for you chase especially don't. considering you just mentioned how much you want to play it <laughs> but uh there's a certain character that i think anybody listening to this will know what i'm talking about that is just nightmarish and wonderful in design yeah uh i, I mean i don't know i yeah let's get rid of it just because i feel like we can't really add too much more to the conversation because we haven't played it okay um, sounds good 
because I was about to but say, yeah, it looks really pretty. It looks it looks really atmospheric and pretty <clears> from what I've seen. So, yeah, I could see me having played this, uh, being fighting for top five. But since I haven't, I can't really, you know, yeah. just based on trailers. Uh, Genesis Noir. This might be another game that potentially could be kept just because goddamn what else looks like this game it is like a noir detective universe exploration like i don't know black and white it's it's very cool looking it's almost like a pop-up storybook style to it yeah i think it's a pointing i think it's mainly a point and click adventure um but it just visually is very very striking i i Honestly, I would keep it for now. Uh, even though I haven't played it, it is like just looking at it is enough. It's very yeah. striking it's like, to look at. I don't, I don't know if it uh, is all that unique uh, from what I have seen, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'd probably strike it, but if you guys want to keep it, that's fine with me. Uh, if you want to strike it, I, I am fine with striking it. I, I just think it, I think it would be closer to the top ten rather than the you know yeah. if we're gonna get rid of it it's worth yeah. mentioning that it, it'd be up there but mm-hmm. i am also fine with striking it because there's more i'd want to fight for so okay. we gotta strike things at some point let's get mm-hmm. rid of genesis noir toem uh also fine with striking it's just very cute um yep agreed not much to say about it i like some simplistic art styles like this i really like th- like bold line kind of art styles um s- simple character designs and uh yeah it, it yeah. hits a lot of good good notes it's very clean but um it i've got to say for uh for uh, just a little note for us for next year's uh game awards maybe a category entirely about how games look isn't the most interesting in a in, a po- in an audio medium true podcast. <laughs> true but a lot of people but, have played yeah. these games so it's fine true i i just i just joke um, um but yeah so we're striking Toem? I think it's fine to strike Toem. I think it's fine okay. to strike Toem. So do you want to talk a little bit about Solar Ash? Let's move on to Solar Ash. Uh, go. Solar Ash uh, uh, is it's great. It's great. It's very <laughs> stylistic. It, it, it holds that hyperlight drifter color palette, like heart machine color palette. Um I think it was done better in Hyperlight Drifter, to be honest, art style wise. Like their their transition to 3D is really good, but um, it's it's easier to re- remind me of a lot of other things in a 3D environment than it is in a 2D environment. Um, but oh, I don't know, man. The, oh, I don't know, man. Looking at this trailer, oh, it's very it's very, it's very pretty. Solar Ash is a really cool game. Like just Hyperlight Drifter think, crossed with like Jet Set Radio and that that slick movement definitely I think adds I, a lot I think I'm a, of enjoyment. Question, I'm going to go for the a keep. Question is, yeah, okay. Cause I'm going to go for like, keep. Yeah, because we got to start str- striking. Kai, Ty. Kai, any any input? Uh, let me just quickly look it up. Um, from what you guys have said... Yeah, it looks cool. I, lo- I really like the art direction of the game. Just quickly uh, yeah as far as and... as far as games none of us have played like yeah it's higher up there on my list but i don't know yeah i, d- I don't know if it's a keep i'm i think i'm All okay right, with striking it we'll but strike yeah it. we'll strike but, it but that's not to diss the <clears> game at all it does now you're dissing it man that's fucked up 
I'm gonna tell the yeah, de- no. I'm gonna tell developers. Yeah, make them cry, please. <laughs> tell them on us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Psychonauts two. Yeah. Uh, another game. I, oh man, it, it's just hard. Again, I wish I wish I had played this. I'll but say I'll stylistically, say this much about, goddamn. I'll say this much about Psychonauts two. Yes, psychilist, uh stylistically, Psychonauts is amazing. It was amazing uh, a decade ago when the first game came out, and it still is amazing. Um, but also from everything I've heard about this game is that it doesn't really do a whole lot to improve or change up the formula from the original game. Uh, even like in the writing, like not even about the look, but everything about the game, like is very shackled to its predecessor. So I am fine with striking it, but it is very pretty. It okay. is, it's got nice lighting to it. And again, it's just the Psychonauts art direction, which as you mentioned, which is great. Is, yeah. Which is great. But yeah, I'm okay with striking it. Okay, let's get rid of Like, I, I think Ratchet and Clank would be, like, the bigger, higher fidelity, greater art direction game on the list for me. And let's move to Halo Infinite. Ah, Halo. Halo, Halo, Halo. Um, yeah, no, I really have to commend 343 here. Um, they did a really solid job with the art direction of the game. Halo is finally back to just looking like Halo and not this weird ultra futuristic sci-fi shooter and it's back to being the rustic military like colonial marine sci-fi um I really love the look of the brutes they are much better than they were in looking in Halo 3 like in Halo 3 like all the ranks of the brutes were just like a slightly different shade of blue and like you could never actually tell the difference looking at each of the brute ranks, like what was what. But Halo Infinite does a really good job of separating the brutes' ranks visually, and being able to give you visual cues as to like actually how tough what what like how tough the brute you're facing is. Is uh, the elites look amazing? The grunts look amazing. Uh, and just uh, if I had to knock the game for anything, it's samey environments. Like, uh, though I really like the open world and how it looks and how there's different sub-biomes to the Pacific Northwest uh, look to the game, um, there isn't really anything other than it looking like the Pacific Northwest. Right. Um, and and a lot of the linear levels, a lot of them are just Forerunner structures, which, yeah, the Forerunner <laughs> stuff looks amazing, and it's the best in the entire franchise. But it there is a lot of it, and it does start to look kind of samey. So I, if you guys wanted to strike it, I'd be fine. But I'm just really happy Halo has just come back to form and is where it should be instead um, of just being weird and gross. Yeah, I I think I would strike it, but I do like what you said about it returning to its roots because that actually, you know, n- now that you mention it, uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. It It, it does feel way more like... Uh, Halo 1 and Halo 3 where it's like got that like you said rustic vibe like it's more yeah I don't know it's just more personal Halo 4 and 5 kind of went like you said the the sci-fi route and it felt felt very general whereas this is like hey man like forests and like these very interesting stylized buildings existed in this universe they weren't just like I don't know destiny style buildings like we do (laughs) in our new game it's uh I like that about it. I I think it is very 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 good looking, but um, I am also fine with striking it. Chase, we've lost your camera. Oh God! Um, Hello. Yeah, yeah, we lost one your sec. camera. In Give me one sec. Uh, yeah, I'm also uh, we'll fine with right striking. 
Okay. We'll be right back after these messages. After these messages. <laughs> Caleb, when you inevitably have to listen to this part, when you edit this out for us, just know that we love you. We yes. appreciate you for everything that you do. We, we appreciate mm. you being our magic solve this button. This Thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, yeah, no. I'm just really happy with how Halo Infinite looks. It, it doesn't yeah. look like fucking garbage. I agree with anymore. you, but uh, yeah, definitely taking it back to its roots was a, a really needed, grounded thing for the series, but also <laughs> I will also uh, uh, point out that the effects in that game are insanely detailed. Yeah, yeah. I really love just basically everything about its presentation. Um, like, 343 did a really solid job. Sounds like you want to keep it. Mm-hmm. I like I like I'm fine with striking like I would keep it in my own personal list but again like this isn't my personal list. Well, so. it kind of is. It's a com- combination of three people. So if you want to keep it, I I I am I'm fine with that. I just I just don't know if it'll make top 5, but if you think yeah, it will. Exactly. Well, like that's the thing, right? It's just like I I don't think for us it will. Okay. So Okay. I, All right. I, I, let's I'll just, let's strike. I'm fine with striking it. <clears throat> Goodbye, Bye, Halo. Halo. Love you. Ne- I'll never play you again. On to death loop. This is a strike for me. <laughs> yeah, strike and a half. <laughs> I, it's not that the, the game's bad looking. No. It's just. I think I think cohesiveness in it is very good. Like everything looks like it be, belongs in the same uh, universe, but art style wise, meh. Yeah, I just if like if I'm going for like a '60s retro style shooter, I'll just play Bioshock. In terms of like if I want really cool oh, art. uncomparable Bioshock is just just way better. I all right. I don't. I again, I don't think this has a bad. It's on this list for a reason. It is. It is. How a, would you, Chase? How would you say that our in Deathloop compares to something like Dishonored? Ooh, that's a that's a good credit. Oh man, that is that is. I think Dishonored I think has way more. I think Deathloop has better art than dishonored honestly i think this i think dishonored is less like again if i'm gonna go the cohesive route dishonored is dishonored is maybe more unique and interesting it um but death loop definitely feels like uh like very stylistic um and it, it kind of nails that but i just don't think uh, it does okay. really more than that. Character design is is fine. Um, yep. Environmental storytelling isn't very strong. It's just the things that they place in the environment that that are that are pretty and and make make sense. Like it looks like. And and also just might be that I like the seventies aesthetic a lot. That uh, the reason that I you know am drawn to it. Um, Dishonored. Dishonored for me is just plays incredible like i don't think i if if that you know if i went back there i don't think it would be in best looking for me i think i think it's stylized but i think Deathloop nails their stylistic uh take better um also they've had they've had more time to practice so i think the targets are much more interesting and dishonored Mm -hmm. though and and more interesting looking because like i think the only interesting looking visionary in Deathloop is alexis the one with the dog mask but other than that like yeah the the, the way they look cool. is is uh unfortunately yeah it's fine i i mean i, I gameplay wise i also like the the first lady with the that uh has like eight copies of her or whatever oh wenji um, yeah 
And again, I think uh, because of how big this company is now, they have these incredible uh, stylized cutscenes and like graphics that they can put to the game, whereas Dishonored didn't didn't have that. But uh, but I just yeah, I just don't think it hangs. I think it's good, but all right, not worthy of top five. And then Chase, did you want to say a little about Grifflands? I do. Last nominee is Grifflands here. Uh, I really like the art style. Honestly, I like the comic book uh vibe it's going for um the character design is really good uh the ui is really good um but again it it doesn't quite doesn't quite cut it on this list we've had some really really unique looking games here and it it's not super unique it's just very very well done comic book style um with a fun world fun like desolate wasteland world that you're exploring but uh, and some good very good very good animation as well to to note okay. uh, clay also kills it in the animation department always but um um yeah it do, it doesn't it doesn't beat anything up in front of yeah. it right now so yeah no i'm willing to uh, cut it but i wanted to give it a quick word because it is pretty I'll say from what I played of it, which was like uh, just the tutorial kind of run of the game, uh, I wasn't really connecting with the art style, so I'm definitely fine with striking it. But I don't know if 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 you've played more of it than I have, so I trust you. Yeah, I mean it's you know that's the thing about a specific art style like that; it's either gonna grab you or not. And I right. just felt like the animation really sold it. Um, but uh, but yeah, again, I don't think it's it's up there with these. So let's, we're now down to one, two, three, four, five, six. We have seven. So we have to get this down to our top five. Let's, um, let's do the same, same thing we did before. What, what is your number one, uh, nom everyone? Uh, quick question, Chase, did we miss or did we mean to remove she dreams elsewhere? Oh, I, I got rid of it. Okay. I just didn't think it was, uh, there's a couple that I got rid of on my, yeah, list. that's fine. It's just on ours. So I thought I would ask, um, yeah, what's everyone's number? What what's everyone want to fight for here? So I can we can start to think of the ones we're gonna get rid of. Kai, what's your number one? I think my number one is gonna be Ration and Clank. Uh, personally, again, just it it's for a lot of games out there. It's usually just like a game's art direction will make it high fidelity, but like the graphics themselves aren't super high fidelity. It's really the art direction that carries those games. Or otherwise, there's like games that you have that are super high fidelity but the art direction isn't worth a shit. Ratchet & Clank gets both. Uh, it's very stylized in what it tries to do. Um, it just looks incredible. There's so many times where I just stop and I look at the environments around me. I look at the different characters and their designs and just how everything is interesting and varied. And there's never one thing you go to that's like, oh, this is just the crappy looking place. This right. is the swamp level of, of the game. Like, no, it, it's all just brilliant um and i really have to commend insomniac here they're they're really pushing the envelope in terms of graphical presentation and in games cool yeah let's keep that for now uh ty what do you think this is hard that's what i think i think that's hard that's a that's a yeah i agree um i think from what i'm looking at right now I kind of want to strike um, 
It takes two. Oh, hello. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I'm good with striking It Takes Two from this list. I think it is really environmentally amazing and worthy of like, like literally like sitting there and being like, wow, like this looks yeah. so cool. But um, I think Rose's character model looks a little weird. I, 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 yeah, really? all, all three know. of the human character models look a little oh, funny. You mean, but you mean like the really... actual character? Mo- oh, yeah. yeah like, like, the... like the human character okay, yes, models. I agree. That weird. is not its strong suit. It never has been. But yeah, I, I thought you meant the doll version. I like the... Or, no, oh, sorry. No. Rose is the, the daughter, right? The, the daughter, um, yeah. The two yeah, puppets are May. great. May, like, May Rose and... is the one that stands out because you <laughs> see May and the Cody are great. But like... Yeah, those are those are kind of jank. I agree. Yeah. But man, the game definitely is fucking gorgeous. Um, yeah, its strong suit was always going to be the environments, like hundred percent. But mm. but uh, yeah, I yeah, let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. Takes two, and that makes it a little easier. We have one game to get rid of at this point. Any thoughts, Chase? Uh, I want to fight for Sable. Is probably my number one here. Yeah. Um. I am fine-ish with get, getting rid of Backbone. I think I think for the fifth spot, it would be personally between Backbone and Narita Boy. Uh, Kai, you would kind of have to weigh in there. I think that I think Inscription's a keeper. I think Ratchet and Clank's a keeper. I think that Sable is a keeper. Personally, I probably, think- put, uh, I probably put. Uh, stable in the top spot, followed by Narita Boy, and then Inscription in third. That's my that's my list here. Uh, but, the, but it seems like we're deciding whether Kena should stay or not. Are we? We, we don't want to. We don't think. I don't know. I think Kena is better looking than Narita Boy or Backbone. That's what I was thinking too. I'm with you on this one, Chase. To be honest, it's tough though uh, because I also yeah. love stylized games like the other. T- the other ones but but i I think it's very much like a ratchet and clank situation here where it's not even just just the art direction Uh, and the fact that it's high fidelity it's the fact that it's both like it both is very high fidelity in the art direction and it looks incredible this is so tough dude i don't know this is this is fucked this is fucked up like like there hasn't really been uh like a pix like a pixar looking type game that has actually worked in its visuals other than but, K- but kana and ratchet and clank kind of hold that same this this is where i this is where i'm at i think kana and ratchet and clank kind of hold the same same area of uh graphical i don't know niceness and so do backbone and narita boy less so backbone and narita boy but kana okay. and ratchet and clank look I see what you're saying. Very s- mm-hmm. similar, is at least what they're going for. And that, I mean, we don't have to strike one just for that, but that that is where I'm at in maybe we should get rid of one of those. But, I mean, if, if none of us feel strongly, like, I just think Kana is fucking real pretty. I would, if, if really Ty, if you feel super strongly about Narita Boy, I'm fine with probably I feel- getting rid of Backbone. I feel pretty strongly about um, Narita Boy, so I, yeah, we can scrub I, Backbone. I think it it's Backbone. Like. I think like, as, mu- as much as I do love, as much so as I do love, we're the not way even backbone saying looked. it's bad. Vancouver it's guys, we live in Vancouver. It's, true, it's literally do. number six, so yeah. I don't think that's bad at all. No, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I'd rather Sable is my choice, so I, let's get rid of Backbone okay. here. And now, now we're down to our top five, and we have we to do order things. Order them. Um, 
I'll let I'll let you one of you guys throw your thoughts out here first on what you think at least uh, top three are here. I think Ratchet and Clank deserves to at least be in the top three. Um, yeah, like, let's okay. Here, let's do this. Let's say let's go down the list. Kai, give me your top three. Ty, give me your top three, and then I'll give my top three, and we'll see where we stand here. Like, yeah, for me, Ratchet and Clank would probably be number one. Okay, what I've seen. Like from what I've seen of it, inscription like in so far, inscription would be my number two. Okay. And then from the little bits I've seen, Sable would probably be my number three, with the honorable mentions going to Kina and then Narita Boy. Got it. Ty. Um, my top three, as I just said earlier, would be Sable, Inscription, and Narita Boy. Um, and then Kina and Ratchet and Clank are my honorable mentions. All right. For me, it would be Sable number one. Inscription number two and Ratchet and Clank number three with with uh, Kana and Narita Boy as honorable mentions. So if we take if we take that, uh, we can obviously talk a little bit more about it. But it seems like it would be Sable, Ratchet, Inscription number one or those three top three. Okay. And then yep. K- and Narita Boy and Kana is four and five. Yep. But do Sounds you, good do to you me. like that order? Do you like Sable one, Ratchet and Clank two, and Inscription three, or do you want to? I think that's perfectly reasonable. Ty, do you have any? You can you go ahead if you want to debate. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm okay with it. Inscription just does so many things so well to me that it it's just like baffling the mind. But yes, I will say Wretched and Clank's art style is gorgeous, and it probably does deserve a higher yeah. spot just just visually speaking. But Inscription just juggles so many chainsaws so at the same time. You know, like <laughs> um. But I am also I, I'm kind of on the same page as you. Is like I I, I I don't know I I think I would. But but again, if I would have played Ratchet and Clank, I think it would have probably solidified my number two. So I want to keep it there just because I want to be you know honest with that. Yeah. But this is I think this is a good choice. We got Sable number one, we got Ratchet and Clank number two, Inscription number three, and honorable mentions to Narita Boy and Kana Bridge of Spirits for best looking. And we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with our bangers from beyond the backlog category. All right. On to our next category. This is a, uh, you know, we played a lot of games this year that didn't come out, uh, in 2021. And, uh, we started this channel, you know, very close to the end of the year. So we thought it would be good to cover games from previous years that we played this year so we've got a little bit uh from each of the three of us here and we'll run down the list very quickly so for uh we've got bangers from beyond the backlog is the name of the category and we've got fear ghosts of tsushima spirit fairer max Payne trilogy dragon quest 11 paradise killer vampire masquerade bloodlines into the breach wide ocean big jacket quake going under uh, Battle for Middle Earth, Firewatch, Panko Park, Urban Chaos, Riot Response, and Hand of Fate Two. Um, so this one, this one will be pretty quick to get through. We're just gonna quickly talk about games from previous years that we liked. Uh, let us start off at the top with uh, Kai um, and a little bit of Fear, if you will. Yeah, no, huh? I'd love to talk about the original Fear. So the original Fear came out in 2005, I want to say. Um, 
and uh, it's just one of those shooters that has aged like fine wine. You could play that game at any time, and it'll feel just as solid as it did the first time you played it. Um, I've played it around twice now um, on the hardest difficulty uh, this year. Um, you played it twice yeah. in one year on the same difficulty on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a fun one. It it's really a good game. puts you to the challenge. Uh, the AI is just so dynamic and they have pulled so many little cheekies on me that it's not even funny like the amount of times i've wandered around an area looking for like stim boosters and stuff thinking the area was safe for like a solid three minutes and then i'd walk into a room and there's one of them just corner camping (laughs) and then he just starts shooting at me like he was just trying to hide from me he wasn't even trying to fight me anymore like that kind of stuff i just wish more games uh did today but um you know the slow-mo is also a lot of fun um whenever you just send bullets down range and there's bullet there's particle effects flying off the wall and the person's being shot up and you get to hear the silly voices and i mean it's such a such an early game to have slow-mo as well you know it's quite a i don't know it's going back there to have such a cool mechanic uh, mm-hmm. I've also played the original Fear. I played Fear. I've played all three of them. Ty, have you played the original one? Or I haven't played it myself yet. I have watched a full playthrough right. because Kai talking about it after he went back and played it got me interested in the series. And yeah, it is really cool. It's installed on my computer right now. Um, Kai, so we're gonna do top top five again for this. So unfortunately, okay. two are gonna you know someone's gonna get left out but for top three it's it'll probably be one of each of our games kai do you think this makes that cut for you uh this if it were to make the top three cut i would be very happy so you think Uh, you want to keep that for now i'd want to keep that for now (laughs) i I honestly think the original fear is with no exaggeration one of the greatest shooters ever made like one of the best fps games ever made yeah i mean i i i know you didn't really love fear 2 but for me fear 1 and fear 2 are just great and they're they're action-packed but also very scary they feel like aliens you know like where it's like they got it they got or dead space 2 even they got the best of both um but uh yeah cool well let's keep that for now uh and then let's move on to ghosts of tsushima which is ty's one of ty's backlog games yeah so ghost of tsushima i was only one year late to uh obviously it was a huge release in 2020 and i made it to it a little bit late but yeah ghost of tsushima is an amazing game it just it goes to show like how successful like ghost of tsushima to me is what every assassin's creed game wishes it was like that's the best way to describe it um and yeah like they just everything is so polished and so well handled in that game and it has such a fresh take on so many like like tired old mechanics that I feel like I've seen a million times before that playing it was, was just an absolute treat. And I went out of my way to complete everything there was to complete in that game. I mean, even from the little bit I saw of you play, it just looked fun to play. Like you running around throwing smoke bombs and just like slicing guys up. It did look like, like you said, like uh, what Assassin's Creed tries to be without being mechanically yeah. obvious. Like it doesn't feel like it's, you're hitting this button and it does this one specific thing. It's like, oh, everything flows really well together. But uh, what do you think for for you? Do you want to keep this? I definitely want to keep it. Okay. It's absolutely one of my favorite games I played this year. And cool. yeah, playing playing the multiplayer they added with, with Kai here was a lot of fun too. Uh, and I'll also say to the game's credit, like it manages to keep like a, an emotionally hard hitting story. Like it's simple, but it's really well executed in every aspect. Like it's just an, a game that is. Not, I wouldn't say an A plus in any category, but a solid A in every category. Cool, yeah, and like, that is worth celebrating. 
for me it was like runner-up game of the year for last year next to last of us too right no no (laughs) (laughs) no hades was number we're not getting into that we're not getting no um and we never will get into that ever again (laughs) (laughs) okay uh let's move on to one of my picks spirit fairer and again i think we started off probably with all of our like close to top picks of the year spirit fairer is fucking incredible um i had a lot of emotional experiences with games this year uh before your eyes and echoes of the eye are uh, you know my in my top three of the year but spirit fair if it had come out this year i mean even regardless is just uh, up there for me as well um it just feels like the perfect blend of a lot of things i like dealing with a very heavy themes about uh acceptance of death and grief and uh like very um like death positive in a way um but also like kind of like sim management uh, stuff but it, it, it feels like those things go hand in hand where it's like uh especially it just it, i played it in such a perfect time where it's like man all the stuff going on is like you want to find things to avoid all the shitty things in your life and that feels like what stella is doing in the game is she is along with you avoiding having to send these people off who you care about to their afterlife and just doing remedial tasks in the meantime until the you know until you have to in order to progress in the game and it's just fucking beautiful and sad and i cried way too much but uh i'm absolutely keeping this for top three uh everyone needs to play this game like i it is very long um it is longer than most games that have this emotional weight but it is it is worth the payoff so i will i will keep that for now and i i'll also say that a lot of the game like it is very long true but a lot of the game is sort of idle game-esque like a lot of the game's runtime is spent on the ship just i I honestly wish if i had any complaints about it i wish it was a little more idle game i wish that the stuff that you could throw like the cooking feels very idle gamey but but all the other things you have to do on the ship feel like you have to actually like implement buttons i wish you could just throw things into different buildings and let it let it go while you sail you know but right. uh, unfortunately, like, like it's kind of a bit of both is what they went for, it, it, right? It's like, true. I just wish there was a couple more, a couple like, more things. Very where, idle. Yeah. Uh, like I didn't mind some of the mini games, but like when it came, the one I really didn't like was the making the iron ingots. I just was like, fuck, I've okay. got to do this again. But obviously I'm going to have complaints regardless if I think it's a masterpiece. But some of the other mini games, I would say like, <clears throat> like for example, like catching lightning, I feel like is a really great. Oh, mini those game. are all those little things. I, I, I also agree. Cause those are also, yeah, yeah those are great. But um okay let's move on to um <laughs> this dumb image of max Payne, but we've got uh max, the max Payne trilogy specifically one and two for kai uh yeah because i well those are the ones that i specifically had played newly this yeah, year Yeah, this year yeah but three is actually specifically my favorite in the trilogy um i would agree. i i really love this trilogy um it just works so well going from part one to part two to part three in terms of just max's character progression from start to finish like like you start off as like basically just this cop that's like no better than the criminals you're gunning down because you're literally walking into every room and just gunning people down and max is more than aware of this and makes plenty of commentary on it um and then by the end of the trilogy max is a completely different person and he's able to find peace within himself and 
I found that that character journey hit me emotionally, man. Like I actually cried at the end of Max Payne three this time around. Uh, And I played like three a bunch as a kid, but playing one and two and then combining it with three, it has a a really big emotional gut punch Um, on top of all three, just being really solid shooters and just really fun to play. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I've only played three, but uh, I've seen obviously clips of one and two and, they look like they play just in a fun, cheesy way. Um, mm-hmm. Would you vote to potentially keep this? And th- this is where it gets kind of hard because obviously you're going to have to narrow it down to your top top two potentially because um, we're going to have to get rid of some for top five. So like, do you think this is a top two for you of the year? I mean, it has more of an emotional impact than... We can always come back to it if you want to talk about the other ones and then come back to it, but if you... Yeah. It, I, it... I, I I am willing to, to strike it, because I don't know okay. if it'll make... I don't think... Well, I like the piece. I like what you said about it, and as a fan of Max Payne 3, I, I mean, I personally, I found Max Payne 3 uh, cheesy, but again, I didn't play the other games, so it didn't have much of the emotional weight. Uh going into it but it was also a ton of fun and max as a character as cheesy as the some of the dialogue was was also very interesting for me like he's just, yeah oh yeah like he's some just of a max compelling Payne character max yeah. some of max Payne 3's dialogue is a i mean little silly. the whole like, the whole series can be cheesy and still be emotionally like impactful it, the, those things don't aren't you know like like max Payne going zany isn't like a new thing no like the first two games have some zany stuff in there as well so um okay now we move on to dragon quest 11 ty yeah give us the spiel so dragon quest 11 came out back in 2017 and uh like was that long ago yeah this is a four-year-old game now uh like both of you guys uh, but i probably originally said well it's another jrpg and moved on um, I have only played one of the other Dragon Quest games. I played one of the PS2 releases way back in the day, uh, and I loved it back then, but uh, yeah, basically remembered nothing about it. Uh, and I, holy, this game is so much fun. Oh my god. It takes a while to get the ball rolling, I will say, but that's a common complaint around the JRPGs. Uh, do I want to keep it in my top two? No, I, that's an easy one for me. But just art style alone, it's, like, so well animated. And the enemy designs are consistently, like, every time there's a new enemy, like, you want to go get into a fight. Even though you're in a JRPG with turn-based combat and there's a whole random encounter aspect to it. And it's da 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 Like, it brings back flashbacks of pain for all of us. But still, you see a new enemy in this game and you're like, oh my god, look, it's a giant freaking grizzly bear with a little guy riding in his head, like, who's holding onto his brain through his ears. What the heck is going on with this guy? I mean, every time. Yeah, the the art style is, is very appealing and, uh, man, <clears throat> I wish I wish I didn't have ADHD brain because I love JRPGs, but it just takes me so much to actually get into it's, them. It's hard, yeah. Um, and But this seeing one this no game, especially that. now that it's on Games Pass, like, I'm like, man, I want to play that. And I also have this weird, dumb completionist brain of me where it's like, I got to play the other 10 before I start this one, where it's like, no, that's not necessary. No, like, definitely the not. The reason I haven't gotten to Final Fantasy, like I've told Matt and other people, is just like 
man, I gotta play them all before I get into like, this one. It's definitely a series you absolutely don't have to. Like, it no. is designed not to. I know. I need to somehow to like that. exercise that ghost from me so I can. Because like the only it. one that yeah. I played is fourteen, and I love fourteen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've played quite a few more than that, and I will say, like, if you do have that legacy experience, like. They definitely include gags and jokes that only pe- fans of the previous games would really appreciate in every game, like in every new Final Fantasy and in every new Dragon Quest. Like, there's always a lot of nods and references. But if you're going in fresh, like if this is if any of these games are your first in the series, they're still going to be great times. Yeah, but as you, long as you're okay with that that turn-based combat, baby. I love turn-based combat. I, that yeah. turn-based back and forth attack defend. But uh, oh, oh. You, you strike that. Uh, and then we move. I'll strike it. I'll also say that since neither of you are prob- like, probably ever going to play it or care about a very minor spoiler like this, uh, the game includes uh, both uh, a, a beautifully animated 3D world to explore and also a 2D pixel and sprite-based uh, version of that same world. And you can just choose to play the game that way if you don't oh, yeah. want to explore I think I saw you. a giant open world. Yeah. like. You can also just play kind of this like game Halo in a Master form. Chief Collection, where you just—I was gonna say like Halo Anniversary, yeah. yeah, kind of, but it also changes the entire like like the perspective, like right. Instead of being third person, it becomes an isometric game. That's very cool. So very yeah, it cool. just changes the shape of the map completely, the art style completely. It changes the music. Like it's really interesting that they would just put a second way to play the game in there like that. Yeah, a lot a lot of extra work for that. That's cool. But yeah, I'm I'm comfortable striking it. It's not uh, not top five material in my eyes. Okay, let's move on to Paradise Killer. Uh, this is one of my picks, and it is absolutely a stay. These, like, I, probably my top two. I, it's going to be hard for me, to, honestly, to remove the other ones, but uh, it, it this is a keep for me for now. Um, this game has so much style. Uh, the dialogue is great, and it, it just, like, for me, detective-style games uh, about... Um, they hit different they're just so good and they're so few and far between at least done right. Um, like I'm a big fan of Oberdin and from what I've played of Danganronpa so far, I love it. Um, and, uh, I just, I just love that loop. And this is one of those ones that it's one of the only ones that exists that is just one big puzzle, uh, to solve most, most of these style games is like, Hey, here's a bunch of mysteries, obviously throughout the game. It's length that you're going to have to solve. But this one is just one big murder case that you're spending eight hours to solve. I've got to add on top of all of that too, like paradise killers world itself is so interesting. As soon as you get thrown into it, like it's, you just want to soak in. Like I want to, I want to play like multiple more games set in a similar type. Incredible. It's one of those, it's one of those games where, like I wanted to write a video about like places of comfort in games and the paradise Island is one of those where it's just, I could just walk around and like, you know, it, it also has this other part of the gameplay that most of these style games don't have. Like a lot, a lot of these style of games, which is fair are very methodically slow paced, either point and clicks or very slow walking style games. But paradise killer has like double jumps and dashes and, and like, you can just like, uh, you know, work your yeah, they, way around the environment hurting around the city part yeah, of the fun. so much fun and the music is banging in the background while you do it and just yeah uh this game is uh is very good the art is it's very cool. good and it, it and yeah it, it unraveling all the to, yeah the final puzzle when you you know like when you finish yeah. that it feels very satisfying having or, done all of that work yourself and figuring it out um i'm really like unraveling, honestly excited 
the Go mysteries ahead, of the, the yeah unraveling the mysteries of the game's world like are parallel to following the the actual mystery going on in front of you which i really appreciate that's all i wanted to add yeah um i'm i'm just like as a first take i'm very excited to see what these people do next with their next game because as a first take like this is incredible um so i am going to keep that for myself for now uh, and hey. then we will move on to Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines for Mr. Kai. Yes. Um, yeah, just played that. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, um, but I, I've played enough to know like it definitely deserves a, a spot on this list, and I'd even say keep. Um, it's uh, RPG from 2004, which is all about creating your own vampire and role-playing as your own vampire. And, like, you can pick between, like, different types of vampires to be. Like, if you want to be, like, a vampire that's all about, like, telekinesis and mind-bending and getting people to do what you want through, like, mind powers, you could do that. If you want to be a Nosferatu-type vampire where you have to, like, hide in the sewers and people will comment on how just how ugly you are and uh, it, it completely changes the game, then you could do that. Uh, and it also just allows you to make really interesting choices that aren't just like the moral good or the moral bad. Um, and its world is so fantastically developed. Like if I were to compare it to any other RPGs, it would probably be Fallout New Vegas. Um, it is that level of quality in terms of how interesting the factions there are in the game and um, what they're all about. And as you uncover more about what they're about, you form your own opinions <clears throat> around them and the game never really condemns nor praises any faction. They just give you the facts and leave cool. you to make your own judgments, much like New Vegas does. And on top of that, it's a vampire RPG yeah. where you can be your own vampire. Yeah. And that's just dumb fun. You know? Like, uh, cool. You want to keep that for now? I mean, yeah, I am very interested in playing this at some point. I love vampire mythology. Um, and it just seems like a cult classic that needs to be talked about so cool we'll keep that for now uh and then we move on to into the breach for ty yeah so hold on let me quickly look up what year this game came out because i have no idea off the top of my head i Um, i i I made so when i first started doing youtube i made i think it was three years ago because i did i made it into the breach portion in my game of the year it's either three yeah 2018 so three years ago three years ago yeah, good uh, good such, memory there. So yeah, game. Was, I nominated it for my uh, my uh, game. You stay up till five a.m. award because I couldn't put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah, that was me too. Like, um, this is a game that I had heard about uh, for a long time before I finally actually gave it a try. Uh, and from what I had seen and heard, it was just another guy. Like, whatever, it's a grid based like RPG, I guess. But as far as tactic games go it's like you said earlier when we were just talking about it chase like it's comparable to xcom like it's just as good and it's it does so in such a subtle and simple way but like the amount of stress i have while i'm playing that game to stop the civilians from being just completely like steamrolled by the body of some giant alien bug monster is like much higher than i would have expected it does a lot even but like the it's hard to compare them. I think they're both pretty comparable like levels of my favorite games because XCOM, one thing I really love is the customization and like naming all of my troops after my friends and stuff. But yeah. Into the Breach in terms of strategy is 
just better i think like being able to like you, like it seems like you're lining up terms way ahead of time compared to XCOM like you're like yeah. thinking three turns in advance it's like okay I'm going to push this and it's going to do this and this and this and then when you actually execute it you're like oh that was so satisfying that was like yep. the best thing I've done <laughs> um, do you want to keep it I absolutely do Okay, let's keep into the breach and let's move on to wide ocean big jacket this is going to be a very hard one for me to get rid of because I fucking adore this game but um, I, I will strike it uh, I think this game it, it's another probably takes an hour and a half it's about the same time as before your eyes um it's not as emotional emotionally heavy as before your eyes but it is got some of the best character another just like the young uh uh female sibling um in this game like the, the it's basically like the older uh uncle and uh his wife and her um or his uh uh sister and her boyfriend who are like 13 or 14 who just like started dating like they're all going camping together and it's just the dialogue is incredible like the they all are so well put together um and it, it like the the journey is very simple there's not a lot that goes on you basically go and uh, go camping and listen to them banter with each other. You go and grab some, some firewood. You listen to the adults talk about, uh, like their sort of, um, relationship problems. And, uh, by the end of the game, everything is just like kind of happy and you move on and that's it. But it's just, it's just the writing that comes in very strong. Uh, there was a lot of chuckles in this game and, it's just one of those things where I would just recommend it to everyone just because of how short it is. Just like boot it up and you'll, you'll know right away if you connect with these characters or not. Um, but I think that the writing for all four of them is incredible, especially the two younger kids. Like they just, they feel like kids. Um, they like the girl just says whatever is on her mind. Um, and um, <clears throat> it's one of those things where the adults like have this, this problem, like, that they talk about like they have this discourse but it doesn't feel they don't make it a bigger deal than it needs to be like there's an argument they have and then by the end they're just like uh yeah you know like like i forgive you and that's it and that's it and it's just great it doesn't spiral into a big fucking deal it's just good good character dialogue all around uh it's not gonna make my top two for sure so i will strike it but uh i think that game is worth playing for everyone uh, and then uh, let's move on to Quake, Kai. Yes, yeah, so the original Quake, developed by id, came out in the late 90s, just before uh, before Half-Life 1. And uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a solid shooter. Um, really, the only thing that I think has aged about the game is uh, some of its level design. It can be very Doom, if you're not like into that sort of maze style level design it's not gonna be your thing but if you really love that maze style design then yeah it's just a better looking 3d doom especially now that uh the game got its recent uh like remaster update which didn't cost a thing for people on steam and they gave it out for like 99 cents it was it's just such a steal at that point and uh yeah no when i've played a decent amount of hours of it i have a lot of fun it's fun jibbing enemies the enemy types are very creative and very different from any other shooter i think even today um and it just makes it a very fun and interesting shooter to go through it's 
not like any other shooter I've played, even of the Doom styles. Just the weapons are very different from most other games. So it, it gets uh, it's still going to be a strike for me. Like, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be in the top two at all. But it, it's one that I want to mention as something that I think fans of first person shooters, especially retro style first person shooters, should absolutely pay their respects to and go play on one of the high difficulties and just go play. Cool. Yeah. I, I love those old school shooters. Um, I don't think I've ever played the original quake actually maybe for, for a little bit, but I definitely, uh, was a big fan of like OG doom, OG doom multiplayer, all that stuff. Um, okay. So I readjusted the list a little bit cause the next one was mine, but I put firewatch up here. So Ty could talk about firewatch before I talk about mine. Sure. Yeah. Um, Firewatch is a great game. Uh, I mean, I'm only I'm sad that it took me this long to get around to it, but I thought it was a really cute game. Um, I think Chase has played this and Kai has not. Correct. I have not, though. It's one on my list of ones to try. Yeah. I mean, it's a cute little game um, and I don't know how to I don't really know how to describe the story of it without uh spoiling too much but the story is a little more grounded and heavy but but compared to like the art style i would say like it it yeah the art style is very pretty and just like a joy to watch throughout the entire game like it's it's always uh beautiful in the forest but the, the game is cute until you get to the end and it's like very realistic and grounded it's like oh no this huge conspiracy you thought about is not i don't know i like again i'm not gonna get into too much spoilers either but it's like very oh wow yeah this is just reality this is fucked yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah. definitely a strike from me but but uh just the whole dynamic between um the main character and the girl in the other tower um uh is really enjoyable throughout the Mm -hmm. whole experience and like there's a lot of voice acting optional side stuff and yeah great voice acting as well um, and yeah, tons of little optional side stuff that really had me chuckling and smiling when I was playing it, tracking down that freaking raccoon. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Going to let that get struck. Okay. Yeah. What's next uh, on your updated uh, list? Next up is Going Under, which is a nom for me. Uh, this game was a lot better than I expected. It, it, it sort of like solidified a place in my mind as the year went on where I just kept thinking about it, kept thinking about what was working with it, kept thinking about what I liked. Uh, I got to play it at, at PAX uh, a couple years ago before COVID because um, uh, it it's by a Seattle dev. And so they were there. And um, it just like is a very, uh, a very interesting like Hades-like roguelike kind of game uh, with – a, a little bit more jank to it. There's some, there's some, some areas that don't quite work where, uh, <laughs> it took me a while to get through certain areas. Cause I felt like I was just like, well, this is just a lose situation, but it also does, it does a, um, like Silicon Valley satire humor that actually works. Like it, it, it critiques, um, startup culture and like, you know, that kind of, uh, environment very well, which a lot of mediums don't do very well. Um, but just, just general like workplace parody very well. And, uh, I really like the art style. If this was nominated this year, it would definitely be, it's like 
fucking play-doh meets i don't know something else but it's it's very cool uh the characters are great um and uh like like i said i I had like one hurdle with the game but once i got past that it um it's just very fun to play it's it's got like ragdoll physics and just like uh a lot of uh like every good roguelike stuff where you feel like you're breaking the game where you add these certain elements together and it's like, Oh shit, this doesn't feel like it should be working. But like I, my build is broken now. Um, but I'm going to strike it. Uh, but it is very good. And if you have time to check it out, it's a shorter roguelike to beat, but, uh, it's a good game, but bye-bye. And now we move on to battle for middle earth. What a gem. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> what an uh, old, an actual old, old gem. <laughs> yes, it, it is definitely an old, old gem. But uh, I think it's a game that has aged very gracefully in terms of how it plays as an RTS. Um, it, it's just so much fun to build up your Lord of the Rings armies, whatever faction you're playing, and just go out and fight the other faction. You know, it's fun to get your your orcs and your trolls yeah. together to go and yeah. beat up some Gondorian soldiers. See them all like... flying around the battlefield. Mm-hmm. But I also love uh, the campaigns for the game, the good, mm. both the good and the evil campaign. I love how the good campaign is basically a recreation of the trilogy but as an rts uh and you could do some fun things like save boromir at amon hen make sure he doesn't die so you can have him for the rest of the trilogy and uh just how you conquer the map and decide hmm do i want like another powerpoint so i can unlock this new cool ability for the rest of the campaign or do i want more command points so that i can spawn more troops out on the battlefield and then those lead up to you know the Battle of Helm's Deep, and you could either do that as like good or bad. So if you if you always wanted to burn Helm's Deep to the ground as the Uruks, you could absolutely do that. And I can't really say that about too many other Lord of the Rings games. Uh, and yeah, no, I, I think even even as long as you can forgive some mo- like weird model work, I think visually it's held up really well, and it helps that. Uh, most of the movie cast is in the game. Like you have Ian McKellen doing oh, the damn, good campaign narration. You have Christopher Lee doing the evil campaign narration. All the hobbits are their their movie actors, and you have John Rhys Davies. I think the only impersonators are for like Aragorn and Legolas, and you can kind of tell. But it's these guys in their prime, like while they were still shooting the movies, like right then. So their That's performances cool. are absolutely solid it's it's just a lot of fun if you're a lord of the rings fan it is a must play i'll still yeah. strike it but please go play that game it does it, it deserves your love and attention um and more people know about the second one than the first yeah one. I, I i definitely played both but i you know the second one was just it's one of those ones where it's like oh it's just very much polishing the first one but they're both they're both very good um all right, next up we have we're back to Ty for his last game on the oh. list, Hand of Fate 2. Okay. Yeah. Hand of Fate 2 is going to be a strike. I've already got my top 2 up there on the board. Um but man, this game is so much fun. Like there's something fundamentally satisfying to me about like any video game that replicates a D&D style experience of a narrator like sitting across from you at a table and describing your place in the world and the story that you are in. And yeah, the the way this game goes back and forth between like 
Arkham style, Batman Arkham style combat of like mash square and then hit counter when the flashing light comes in. Um, but then zooms out to this uh, elaborate card game with like dice and a, a spinning wheel of torment and pain and like this old man sitting across the table from you just making basically zero sense as he rambles on and on and on and uh, it's just it's a magical game in my mind i love it you guys should definitely play it cool yeah i uh i definitely had some like i I think the first one was on games pass way back in the day so um it's good i played them both for the record they're both good yeah i enjoyed them both a lot um all right now we are on to we've yeah we have two more kai wanted to add a, a little extra one but i'm gonna go with mine right now which is uh panko park which is also oh my god tiny image also gonna be a strike uh but this is like just a great version of pokemon snap with a bunch of quirky weird uh characters um and pankos little pankos little panko guys you just it, it just plays like pokemon snap you're in a little cart you go through these different environments and take pictures and find out more as you go along. But uh, Pokemon is just oversaturated for me now and I just don't care anymore. And it's nice to see a game that I loved as a child, like Pokemon Snap, the original, uh, be replicated in a new environment with just, you know, these weird ass looking little dudes who you look at and you're like, what's going on here? And uh, it's got some cool uh, environmental puzzle solving like old Pokemon where you throw certain things at at, uh, uh, the little Pankos and see how they react or grab certain things in the environment and see what happens. And it's got quality of life stuff that improves uh, old Pokemon as as well. Um, But uh, it was just like the whole time I was just like, and it was it's nice and short. It took me like two to three hours to beat. I was just like, this is just a, a satisfying experience, very fun, and that's all it needed to be. It didn't need to be more than that. But uh, it was uh, very cute yeah, and very, very charming. Cute. But yeah, I agree. But it's a strike uh, for yep. me. And then uh, Kai, your the little extra little extra guy, which a little I extra don't guy. have an image of, but you can just talk about it here. Is yes, because Chaos Riot response. <laughs> yes, that doesn't surprise me because this is a game that went very underappreciated like extremely underappreciated like the only real solid youtube content you can find of the game at this point is like g-man's video that he released the other day but um it was actually uh developer rocksteady's first game uh creators of the batman arkham games and uh it's a first person shooter that released in around 2006 uh on the playstation 2 and the original xbox and yeah it's only real crime is the fact it released in 2006 and the title sounds like something you'd find in the bargain bin uh but the game itself is phenomenal like for me i would actually have it in my top three of the backlog banners backlog banners i played interesting i played it a lot as a kid and i was actually just playing a fuck ton of it today just before podcast after i finished uh before your eyes and yeah it's still it, it it aged like fine wine in terms of gameplay mechanics the shooting is really solid the physics engine is really solid um the fact that you could taser people and either incapacitate them to arrest them or hold them on with the taser long enough and light them on fire is amazing like yeah you, you're essentially playing a cop who's like part of a super special task force and there's these like gang of assholes called the burners wearing hockey masks who've like taken over the city and are just causing chaos 
and yeah, you don't you don't play as a voice protagonist. You speak in bullets. That is how you deliver justice in this just game. Like cops in the killing, real world. Yeah, just kill everything in your path, no questions asked. <laughs> and it is amazing. Like if this game was uh, as popular as it deserved to be, I think its protagonist would be held up as along the likes of like Master Chief and Doom Guy in terms of just Damn. a fun shooter protagonist to play as who has like this big reputation in the world and is a really good player surrogate. Uh, into this world and it's such a shame that this game didn't get a sequel or a remaster it's not even backwards compatible on the xbox series x for the original xbox version and you would think with rocksteady having like a big pedigree of games now like that game would have gotten at least some form of treatment but it's one of those where like I highly recommend you just get it on an emulator on the ps2 or xbox emulator and go give that game a whirl um it's not that long. It's around five to six hours and is an immensely replayable game. Like every facet of the game is designed for you to have fun and be able to think, oh, I can't wait to replay this and have a lot of fun with this. <laughs> um, just a really fun, solid shooter and just went extremely underappreciated. Cool. Uh, do you want to strike nice. it though? Hmm? Do you want to keep it? Strike or keep? If I since I already have my top two up there, I'm gonna say strike. But Bye. it is, but it is in my top three. It cool. is number three for me. So, so we have one, All two, right. three, four, five, six. Two each. I've got. Oh yeah, we do have two each. Okay, this is where things get difficult. Someone's gonna have where to strike one get of their interesting. games. Um. Let's talk about where we think things are. Let's talk about let let's first uh designate what everyone's number one is for themselves. Kai is your number one fear? Yeah, my number okay. one is fear. Ty is yours ghost? Yeah. Okay, mine's spirit fair, so we have those three near the top. Um and then we have to get rid of one of these three on the bottom. We're just bullying someone in in, in this call. Well, it's, it's gonna be it, it's, it's gonna, gonna be go. Kai because <laughs> Ty, me, me, and you have played into the breach and Paradise Killer. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, so Kai. Kai uh, is just gotta go. As much as I uh, I respect you for going back and playing Vampire Masquerade: The Bloodlines. Well, um, you know what? It just shows how ignorant you two are. So in the end, I win. If you want to see it that way, buddy, um, that's I, I, I win the moral victory, okay? I stand proud. Uh, <laughs> I'm, kind, I'm kind of fine with just because this is a debate that isn't even about this year. We can just make these three be like gold, you know? Yeah, just like because look how many we omitted, right? Like I think this one having make a those top three gold six. and make these two honorable mentions. I'm fine with that because it, you know, we didn't. I don't know. Like we yeah. we basically said what our favorites were, but I think these are really our three favorites. They're different for different reasons, but yeah. But like I'm good with like for what would actually be at the top being either like fear or ghost of Tsushima, like. Well, cool. I'm good with it being Spirit Fair, so yeah. So fuck you. I'm good with it being Ghosts or Spirit Fair, so <laughs> yeah. So, so, so guy, it... you lose again. <laughs> <laughs> well, only fear, just Ghosts. Ghosts is a win for me. I played that game like yeah. Four so it would either be Ghosts or Spirit Fair, but whatever, it doesn't matter. This order is whatever. It's fine. We'll move on yeah. to our last category of the night, which is great idea. 
poor execution. And we don't have too much on this list, but we will take a quick break so I can grab a beer and then we will come back. <laughs> All right. And now we are on to the final category. Great idea, poor execution. So these are, you know, uh, ideas and games that we liked, but just didn't quite hit the mark. Uh, we don't have too many for this one, but what we have is the ammo system in Far Cry 6, uh, Destruction All-Stars the game, looping in Deathloop, the card system in Back for Blood, the tone in 12 minutes, the debate system in Grifflands, shredding while walking, the artful escape, and the Emmy in Metroid Dread. Who wants to start? My ammo system's at the top, so I guess I'll start with uh, the ammo system in Far Cry 6. So, um, yeah, with with Far Cry 6's ammo system, like, you know, people are people complain that, you know, every Far Cry game is the same. So Ubisoft wanted to change things up a little bit by having uh, customizable ammo types for any one of your guns. So it really turns, like, what the system's meant to do is to turn your weapons into basically whatever you want. Like, if you want to have a shotgun that shoots, like, fire ammo, great, do that. If you want to have a pistol that shoots mind control bullets, sure, do that. If you want, like, an explosive S- like an explosive SMG that's great at taking out vehicles, you can do that. The big problem with the system is, is most of the niche ones I just mentioned, like the fire and the mind control bullets, aren't really effective. They don't really do much. Like the fire one doesn't do as much damage as the armor piercing rounds to basically any target in the game, even ones weak to fire. Um, and the the poison mind control, while great and ex- like great idea, the problem is, is in order to get someone mind controlled, you have to get them to so low of health that when they actually start turning on their comrades, they just get instantly shredded because they have little to no health. Yeah, and... it seems like a similar system I've seen in other games that's like, I'll oh, get them down to this amount and then turn them, and it's like, well, okay, well, what's the point? They're just going to die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly the problem. So, like, and, like, there's the soft target rounds, which, like, are meant to be better against targets not wearing armor, but then you use the armor piercing rounds and it literally does the same amount of damage to unarmored targets. So like, there's actually no reason to pick soft target rounds. It's completely superfluous and pointless. Uh, basically the ammo system comes down to, you're either going to use armor piercing or you're going to use blast rounds. Cause those are the only two practical ones to actually pick. So what ended up, like what Ubisoft tried to do to create more variety in the game actually just ended up doing basically nothing and just ended up as kind of a wet fart. I mean, I like the idea of it, but the execution of it could have been done a lot better. Do you think that sticks on the list? Yeah, I think it sticks. Um, What would you change about the way the ammo system works? Well, it's mainly just making the other ones feel more useful like the fire ones should really not feel like i'm hitting most enemies with flea bites and (laughs) and like shooting milk duds at them like i don't want to feel like that when i'm shooting a weapon i'm just gonna go for armor pierce yeah it is that bad and i'm just gonna go to armor piercing and just get the headshot and kill them like there's no reason not to do that. And the mind control ones, the poison ones, well, again, great in theory, I would make it so it's much easier to actually 
get the domination going and actually and make it so that whatever enemies you control get certain buffs to make them a little bit stronger so they last a little bit longer in the fight against their friends. And then that way I actually might consider, you know, choosing the other styles of weapons and just omit soft target rounds. They're pointless. Um just get armor piercing. Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty dumb. So mm-hmm. let's keep it for now. Destruction All Stars uh, is a game. It's a video game that came out this year. True. Uh, basically, the whole game as a premise, I think, was a good idea. I as I uh, used to play um, a like derby smash up game on the N sixty four a lot when I was a kid, and seeing that uh, kind of making a resurgence was very cool, but. I don't know. It felt like they were like, hey, Fortnite is successful. Let's combine that with our game. And it's got this weird uh, characterization to it that doesn't work. And they try and add a little bit more than it needs, like being outside of your vehicle and having to dodge the cars and stuff when all it really needed to be was a game where you smash cars into bits by running them into each other. Um, And I just didn't like the direction it goes. Uh, I don't think it it's like a very middling it's not like oh man this idea was amazing and it was executed incredibly poorly it's just like eh, it was a good it was a good idea because i liked it personally and it was just as executed like i mean some people liked it it's not like a two out of ten um so i i don't think it hangs here but uh personally i was like disappointed by the direction it took the character design is very you know it it just sounds like I'd much rather play something like Wreckfest instead. Yeah, yeah. There's just I don't know that like they tried to inject personality, but by doing so, they made it like the personality of like so many other games that exist already. Yeah. So I'm gonna scratch that, and then we move on to looping in Death Loop. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you and me can talk about this one, Chase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, I I honestly am fine with striking this. Um, I think that it wasn't executed. There's some elements to it that work, but um, in general, it just, it just, there was too many, too many missions, and too many missions that were just fetch quests where I was like, okay, I get it. I get that you want me to go back and do this thing. And it wasn't done in a clever enough way for me to care. Um, And I've just, considering the amount of loop based games that came out this year that I'd seen done doing certain things better, this was just, it wasn't it. It really doesn't help you keep going to the same four environments mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah, like, that I don't a care huge... if you cover it in snow. Yeah. It's still the same, same environment. environment. And not enough changes in those environments to make it, you know, worth coming back to. Uh, it does make it easy to get to the points you need to quickly, but I don't think four was enough environments. I think they should have went with six or more than more than four. I don't know. Yeah, the what same is- thing as you by the end of the game. I was like, oh, I'm doing this again in the same spot. Can I ask a question about this game to you guys? Yes. Because when I heard the concept for this game and heard that it was just split between four areas, I was under the hope and also the impression that the game would take an angle of like whatever action or method you choose to use to to clear one area alters the other three. So 
it's like would kind of create a different path for you based on what order you did things in is that no accurate to the game or no. not really it, it, no. it, like you're kind of on the right path but you're altering you're altering paths in the, the environment that you're going to so you basically like make these visionaries uh end up in the same environment instead of split up so that you can kill them together um but it doesn't impact what you do in one environment does not impact the next environment. Okay. Um, and again, yeah, that, that would contribute to its disappointment is like, man, there just could have been more stuff going on. Yeah. Like if, if I think if the core shooting wasn't as good as it was, this game would have been much, much worse, you know? Yeah. Cause like, like the, the one cool example that I can think of, I wish the game did much more of this is, um, in the one area in the morning, you know where the, the, the library is that yep. place near where Charlie's game is. Well, the, in the morning, there's the two people there like hitting the wall with a pickaxe and sledgehammer. Right. And if you kill them and come back to that area later on in the day, there will be no hole in the wall. But if you leave them alone and then come back later in the day, there's a big hole in the wall and it opens up an alternate path you can use if you come back there later. Um, I wish the game did more stuff like that. That's where, cool. Like, yeah, that that is cool. And again, it does some things like that, but it's just not enough for me to, to I don't know, take notice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Do you think it hangs on this list, Kai? Um, we we. Can I th- I think I think it's one we should stick with just sure. because on the, on the level of disappointment rather than just straight up. Sure. Yeah, we'll bad. keep it for now. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to the card system in Back for Blood. We can all talk about this a little bit. Yeah. yeah. This game, I, I again, I think this would have been more impactful if the game itself was good and the card system didn't work as well. But the fact that the game is also mediocre uh, makes this less impactful. But the idea that was definitely there, and I've seen it done in other games better. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we have to admit that we haven't played to the end game. But me and Kai, before this podcast, looked up the cards that you like the best cards in the game to see what they were capable of doing. And it just does. It's just, it's all stat boosts. There's no like dead by daylight does the similar thing, but it really changes a lot about the game. Like there's yeah, cards that like, gonna... yeah, there's cards that like make a bunch of uh, like make fog in the environment. So it's harder for the killer. There's cards that make it really dark uh, or really light out. So it makes it easier or harder for the killer. There, there's things that actually change a lot about how the game works whereas this it's like the top cards are like hey here's here's an extra revive or here's 30 percent uh critical hit here's 20 percent melee damage it's like stuff like that when it would have been so interesting to them to implement weird and crazy stuff that actually mm-hmm. change how you play the game instead of just stat boosts go on to like because another one of my big complaints with back for blood is the the characters and the the writing in the game and if they had tied the card system into the different character personalities it might have helped contribute to that like more campy like schlocky movie yeah. kind of style they go for you know but instead the card system i don't know i feel like it takes way too long to even get interesting stat boosts because when you first start the game you you have nothing when it yeah, comes to cards you have right? some basic basic ass cards so mm-hmm. like I don't know. I would have wanted to see like more interesting cards for sure. A la dead by daylight. And also like a quicker introduction of the interesting cards. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
Cadium. But it's a cool idea, like right, like to add like some like almost a perk like system it, to Left 4 Dead. Yeah, that's the thing. It, like that would make Left 4 Dead it, it, as much as Left 4 Dead is already incredibly replayable. Adding like uh, a system that r- kind of you know changes how you play the game is a is a great idea. But they just didn't do enough with that system. It's just very uh, very safe. There's not a lot yeah. of interesting things going on. Yeah. There. I also don't think it. I also think it doesn't help that like a lot of the rest of the game's mechanics just feel just kind of like tacked on. Like it's just another thing on top of another mechanic on top of another. Like the weapon attachments and the store, and I just think it's too much. Yeah, uh, and the, the card system just feels like another part of that being just too much, and I think is the most egregious example yeah. of just like how just unfocused the game really is yeah it unfocused really is know what it wants to be yeah uh do we think that we should keep I say it? strike it strike it okay okay yeah i say we strike it. yeah I'm worth gonna... talking about but again if the game was if the game i don't know if it was worse i would if it was a worse game i'd probably put it on there but like or a better game worse, like if a better game was a bad game. system you know yeah but it's neither. It's just a very media, and you know we knew that from the beginning. I think none of us were very like, "Let's go back for blood." I mean, maybe first announcement trailer, but after that, we we're like, "Okay, this looks like, I don't know, what this are you doing?" This looks like different? a zombie game, all yeah. right. <laughs> you all right. have a gun and you shoot zombies. Next up is one that I am definitely going to keep. Uh, the tone of twelve minutes is just all over the map, and um, I think this is something they. I, this oh man, I could talk about. Can this I ask you something, Chase? Sure. Let me let me let me prompt you on this give me, one. Give me the give me the goodness. What what in twelve minutes is the great idea to you? Um, it's not. I don't know. It's not necessarily that there needs to be. Well, you nominated like, this game for great idea, poor execution. So start with the great okay, idea. Okay, the, the great idea is like having a, uh, I don't know, doing a, um a looping game that isn't just a self-aware comedy that pretty much every looping piece of media is like even going to uh, a death loop or groundhog day or um, spring, whatever the movie with Andy Samberg is basically every looping game doesn't feel like or looping piece of media doesn't feel like it it has a serious tone um for good reason but it really felt like this is what they were going for especially in the trailers like if we we watch old trailers i I know i was excited for this game before it came out i was like oh man this is up there from one of my favorite like possible favorite games of the year it looks very um very serious they got they got really good high quality voice actors um i love the direction they're taking it but then it just fell very very flat on its face because um it doesn't work <laughs> it just doesn't work if you're gonna do uh a game like this you after 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 hi- have to have it like very hyper scripted where i don't know things play out a certain way or uh remove the tone of seriousness and make it like hitman to in tone where it's like serious but it knows that there's a bunch of silly things that can happen this game doesn't feel like it feels like the best way to describe it is it feels like the community is in on the joke but the devs are not like the devs didn't didn't want it to be funny but all of the players are like this shit is hilarious how did you not see this Yikes. 
Um, whereas Hitman, it, the devs feel like they're in on the joke and maybe I'm just wrong, but I mean, everyone else thinks that about this game too. It feels like a so bad. It's good kind of movie where it's like they tried to make this serious, dramatic, artful game. And it just, I fell so flat. Like not, it, it, there's things like, man, I get, I talk about so much. Like some of the biggest things is just when you discover new things in the game, it doesn't, um, it gives you those options no matter what you say previous. So you could like be like having this romantic moment with your wife, with your wife, and then immediately switch it to like a very serious like tone, and your character doesn't like slowly work his way up to there. It's just like, oh man, like this is such a great moment with with you, and then it's just like hyper serious, and then your wife is hyper serious, and it, it, the tonal shift is just jarring as hell, and it, it it's funny. It turns out to be funny, and it definitely wasn't um uh purposeful by the devs um that's what happens when you try and make a dynamic game it's just like you have to realize that your audience is gonna have a bunch of trolls who are gonna break it and if you don't fix that shit no one can take it serious seriously like that's something that outer wilds and games like that do very well is uh they have this this tone that they're going for and they nail it because they don't you know they only give the opportunities that they want for the rest of the player base. Whereas this, it's just like, Hey, you can do this ridiculous stuff, even though it breaks the tone we're going for, you can do it. And it, it just is, it just winds up being so silly and ridiculous. And I, I wish it was a good dramatic piece of media, but I'm also happy that it's just schlock that I can watch on YouTube and watch a bunch of people make fun of. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I, I think I want to keep it because, uh, it was a great idea to, have a more dramatic story in a game that deals with a time loop but they just executed it incredibly poorly uh it's kind of the laughing stock of a lot of uh, you know the youtube community right now um and you know this list is kind of short so i I feel like keeping it for now uh did any of you guys play play grifflands i played a little bit yeah i'll talk about this just quickly it's gonna be a strike but um So there's two, basically the way this game's work is it's it's a a deck builder roguelike game where you kind of, you know, get different cards as you play through the game, choose your, choose the ones you want and build a a deck that works for you. But there's two different decks you can build. You can build a combat deck and then a uh, like interrogation debate deck where you uh, try and work your way through conversations instead of battling. And I thought that was super interesting when I first heard about it that, um, you know, you could have these two options. One was like, oh, you build your combat deck or in, there's risk reward. Like, which one do you want to build up more? The only thing I don't like about it is it doesn't really feel like debating. It feels like they should have leaned more. It just feels like the same game with different cards. It doesn't feel like they made, uh, I don't know, any... It, it's just not different enough. It's just not... It doesn't feel like you're actually debating these people. It feels like you're battling them with words. Um and it doesn't feel like satisfying. I wish there was more dialogue to go along with the cards to be like, Hey, this is what you're saying to convince them, uh, that, you know, you're in the right. It just, just feels like the same game copied and pasted with a different, uh, like different flavor text going on. Uh, but it was an interesting idea. I like the idea of having, you know, multiple decks you have to build up in a roguelike, but I just wish that, um, the combat deck versus the debate deck felt differently. But at the end of the day, you're really windling down hit points in both, you know, you're like defending your side while attacking the other side in both versions of the decks. You're not really actually right. 
debating. Um, so I wish the cards more, more, uh, reflected that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will delete it. it. I hope they, you know, it's something they can improve on and it's not egregious enough for me to keep on this list. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. This is another one of mine shredding in, uh, the artful escape. Um, so yeah, the whole premise of this game is you're turning into this, uh, space odyssey guitarist. And a lot of the game is, is walking through environments and just, just going at it on your guitar. And, um, it just feels like a walking simulator while you mash a B, Y, and X in random order. It doesn't feel like you're actually, there's just not enough gameplay going on here. I thought there would be a little bit more. Um, I still enjoyed the game, but, uh, it, it, it literally just feels like you, for the majority of the game, you're just hitting random buttons on your controller to make the guitar shred and, and, and not super satisfying way. And then during the big set pieces, you're literally playing Simon says, so there's not a lot of depth to the actual rhythm part of the game. It's just, it, it it's essentially just an art piece with some music tacked on. Um, uh, I'll, I'll also strike it because, uh, it didn't offend me that much, but I just wish there was more going on in this game. It's very pretty, but I was just walking and mashing buttons on my controller basically the whole time. So could have been more going on, but, but, oh, well, oh, we're only, oh man, we're down to four. We, we cut this too short, but it's a short list. So that's fine. Let's just narrow it down to top three for this one. Uh, Ty, you want to talk about the Emmy and Metroid Dread? Yeah, I was going to say we have one more to go for It's It's not, not just four, right? Or do we have only three so far? No, we we have four, but we can, we can cut it down to three. Alrighty, yeah, I'll uh, say my piece about the Emmy. The Emmy is the robot from the trailer of Metroid Dread. Uh, I know neither of you guys have played it, but you've seen the trailer, I assume. Yeah, uh, I know what they're the, about. All the game of the year talk, yeah. Um, so when I first saw that trailer, uh, Kai, what you mentioned earlier came to my mind too, is, is it's the poor man's nemesis or tyrant. Uh, mm-hmm. And, or, uh, yeah. It's just... <sighs> It's really cool to have this idea of a robot chasing Samus around, but then it makes it less interesting to me that there's like multiple of them and they, they all had different unique effects, I guess, but they were very forgettable. Like it was like, kind of just felt like doing the same boss fight over and over again, but oh, this one can freeze me. Oh, this one has a electric shot. Oh, but it's still the same boss. It just has one, it has this one neat thing it can do. And fighting them over and over again, I don't know, they were supposed to be like terrifying when they showed up, but... Like, that's clearly the angle the game wanted them to take, but they were not that to me. Also, like, I was really hoping just in general that this game would be more Metroidvania-y and that there would be more, like, of a map to explore and that maybe these robots would, like, stalk you around the map and be a consistent threat that followed you, but there's nothing really like that here, and it was a bit of a letdown for me. Yeah, they just kind of stick to their environments, right? They just stick to their room that they're in and patrol, and if they don't see you, they don't see you. I think yeah. we should keep that one then. So yeah, I mean that's a that's like the ma- a major conceit of the game, so I'm fine with keeping that. So, yeah, let's let's get this down to top three, so we can we should get rid of one here. Um, what do we feel strongly about, giving what we've heard from everyone? Probably. I the think. Oh, oh go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll I'll go ahead. Um, if I were to cut either one from the top five, it would probably be either looping and death loop. 
um, or uh, Emmy from Metroid Dread. Uh, I'd be fine with either one of those being cut. Uh, but I think the ammo system of Far Cry 6 should be in the top three, and the tone of 12 minutes from what Chase described should definitely be in the top three. The tone of 12 minutes, I agree, definitely belongs in the top three. For me, it's looping in Death Loop or ammo system from Far Cry 6 that go. Okay, well, let's get rid of the looping then, because, again, there is some areas that it does work, and Kai will talk about that in Best Mechanic. We have that nominated for... So it's it's not... It's not awful. We just wish it was better. I think it would have improved the game. Um, but I think this is, uh, I think these three are, are, are probably a good, a good list here. So what do we think? We think tone 12 minutes, number one. And then what do we think? Number two. Well, I would go with the ammo system for Far Cry 6 for number two, and then Emmy for number three. The Emmy. I feel like the ammo system from Far Cry 6 to me is like, I, I, I guess it's kind of an interesting idea like to add like it, it is interesting to add more customization to, to the Far Cry formula for sure like that's something that it probably needs but I don't feel like changing your ammo type is really ever going to be that interesting of a decision whether my bullets are explodey fire electricy poisony or what have you like in most games it's not really like I've seen it in other FPSs before and it's like I don't know I've never really seen ammo type be that interesting of a change you know uh yeah i mean if i have to put in my two cents i'm, I'm gonna have to go do. with ty here i think that these three are all good but i think that the emmy and metroid dread contribute a lot more to the like you know overall game um just from what i've heard obviously i haven't played either of these games so this is just you know our opinions are based on imperfect information um but yeah. for what i have uh the Emmy seems more impactful if they don't work. That's like the, you know, it was presented in all the trailers for Metroid dread. So I would give that the nudge for number two, but I think overall, this is a strong top three. Um, that also sounds annoying Kai dealing with a full system of ammo that just basically do the same thing. But, uh, are you guys happy with those options? Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay, so for our final category, great idea, poor execution. We have the tone of 12 minutes is number one. We have the Emmy in Metroid Dread is number two. And we have the ammo system in Far Cry 6 as number three. Uh, no honorable mentions for this one. They don't deserve it. It's whatever. Uh, they, those would yeah. be dishonorable mentions. Yeah, dishonorable mentions. I hate leaving this uh, this part one on such a sour note. <laughs> I, I honestly wish we had found a more upbeat uh, award mean, category fine. to go after. No, I, actually, I actually kind of liked it. It changed it up a bit. Yeah, right. yeah. We did, we did talk about all the things we you know liked before then. But uh, coming up in part two, we are going to cover best moment, uh, best mechanic, most unique, and uh, best song. Um, so... Look forward to that. End game of the year. We'll see if we get to that in part two. Uh, Hopefully we do. But those are the categories we'll be covering. Um, Thank you, everyone, for joining in. Uh, And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear what you would like to add in the comments. And, uh, yeah, appreciate our uh, attending our first Game Awards debate. I think it went pretty well. Uh, not a lot of, uh, I think the, uh, the more heavy stuff will come for best moment where we get a little bit more passionate, but and game of the year, obviously, but luckily we're all, uh, kind of on the same page 
you know, realistically for these categories, we all gravitated towards a lot, at least a few similar games, you know, inscription seems to be very high up for a lot of, for both of us. And, and even though we haven't played some of the games that others have played, we seem to understand uh, how good those games are at least. So, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Although, for... Yeah, uh, I will say I am excited to get around to it, uh, keeping to schedule and like a full uh, another game awards podcast after a full year where we know that we've all played <laughs> at least these, you know. Oh two, yeah, and imagine month, you know, like twenty four games. Imagine that, that, um, that we can all in the next years we'll also have probably six of us instead of three of us doing this, which will make right. it a lot more interesting and and uh, just. It, it, it'll be nice to have opinions because there will always be games that we haven't all played. And so it'll be, be nice to have a little bit more varied opinions. Uh, it's nice that I think me and Ty are kind of a little bit uh, similar in the types of games we like. We obviously have a couple categories different, but it's nice to have Kai who plays a lot more AAA stuff, which we don't tend to play as much of. Um, but it'll be nice to add like, you know, once Caleb starts to play more games, he can cover a lot of the, uh, the multiplayer side and the um, MMO kind of side, the, the, that stuff. And, you know, we had more people and just, just get more opinions out there. And that's what makes it more exciting and having to actually have debates about stuff. Whereas this was, this was great and it went really well. I'm glad I, I would rather it go. It's fun. I would rather it go yeah. like this than to get in the weeds and get really heated about stuff. But it's, you know, it'll get to that once we get to more passionate stuff. But uh, so far, I- yeah, I think part two is gonna have some passion. It'll have it'll it. have some more passion, but again, uh, we're all friends, and uh, we're not here to fucking we're, we're not here to rag. Now. <laughs> we're not here to rag on each other's experiences. We're just going to listen and and debate if we don't agree. But we're not gonna be like that game sucks. What are you talking about? Wait, what do you what do you mean? On that Kiro note, has is unique. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, before your eyes, that game sucked. Wow, you're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's stuff like that where we can just objectively agree Ty is wrong and then just move on. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> if you were actually serious about 